Welcome to episode 241 of the F Reality Podcast. What a year we've had. Today we're going to celebrate with an F Reality holiday special. I still don't know what that means, but today we're going to find out. One day to New Year's Eve, and here we go, jetting off on yet another F Reality show. Here are our specialty news topics for today. Punching above its weight, 2023 delivered a powerful impact to those interested in VR. We'll sing a morning, a mournful soliloquy for some of the fallen soldiers, as combat is not without loss. Then it's on to F Reality's own special moments, a year in review, and naming our game of the year for 2023. Finally, the big one, our fifth annual Slido. We've got our usual series of word piles ready for you. And like digging through Dino Do, expect some crunchy surprises. Uh, to wrap us up, I'm giving Jose a break from releases, and I'm going to instead pack away baby Jesus until next year's show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pray for Adam. She's at the helm today with Rowdy on the road. And it's time that we light the fireworks, clink our glasses, and start this holiday special show. Um, our mix of personal questions last time was a fun set when we brought Anton on the show. So I've brought another two today, plus your highlight. So I've, I've let the silly intros go for today. First, what I want to know is, um, and you each have to answer this and I'll have to answer it too. So I'll think about it. Uh, what was your first ever proper job? And I want you to tell us a little story about that. Uh, it can be a time things didn't go so well. Uh, what your first uh, day on the job was like. Or perhaps a boss that was just a little too pushy. Um, and then the second one is if you could bring one person over to VR who currently is not sold on it. And I mean, like, you know, they are chalk and cheese, oil and water opposed to VR at the minute. Who would that be and why? Uh, after that, I'll ask you your normal highlight. And that's how we're going to do today's intros. Yay. Okay. Um, because she's not juggling enough already, I figured I'd start with Adam. <laughs> Said help. Uh, just, just to be kind. So quick recap. So the first one is first job and whatever you'd like to tell us about that. Yes, I my very first job was working at a doggy daycare. It was a doggy daycare and boarding facility. That was like most of my jobs when in my late teens, early 20s. Um, it's not what people think. It's not, oh, you get to play with the puppies. No, some dogs are assholes or, or well, and maybe not the dogs, but their owners, because first time dog owners who've also never had children are the worst because any little scratch that their precious baby gets like, oh, my God, my dog got attacked by someone. It's like, no, lady, calm down. They're just like kids. They they fall off stuff. They they play and they. But anyway, uh, story time for that one. I actually have a couple scars on my body. Um, that's fun. I've got one that's on my stomach kind of close to my belly button and that one happened when so unfortunately the doggy daycare i first worked at wasn't very great um sometimes the, the owner was also a trainer not a very good one and so sometimes she would take in more aggressive dogs to try to like rehabilitate or uh train them or whatever but she did a terrible terrible job of that anyway we had one um i remember a german shepherd very fluffy german shepherd in um a like a like a kennel because it just got a bath and um, someone was walking by this aggressive dog past the kennel and it grabbed onto the dog's tail because it was just happened to be sticking out a little bit and would not let go. 
So I had to try to prevent this dog from the dog in the kennel from pulling further, potentially to you know mitigate the damage. But in turn, you know, it was freaking out because it's in pain. So it it bit me a couple times on the arm, on the stomach. Um, yeah, I don't I don't fault the dog because it was in pain. But yeah, I do have a lot of scars from my many years of working at different doggy daycares oh, no. and even animal shelters. So so good times. It's it's not all Merry Christmas. It's not yeah, all playing yeah. with the cute puppies and ah, you're so lucky. You have such the greatest job picking up poop, a lot of poop, several pounds of poop every day. Not always solid. That's <laughs> uh, so what's got you ready for ref reality. Yeah. Just uh, all the... yeah, it's funny you mention it because like I know that veterinaries, for example, are like, you know, some of the the hardest jobs or like the most depressed people that often work there just because of the stuff they have to go through. That like the number of like, you know, like uh, people that are so unhappy in that position and you, you can't get out of that because, you know, you studied for that for so long and then like you're like stuck in there. But like it's that's a horrible situation. Uh, like a lot of people think it's all our, fun and games, but like up until you need to like, you know, they, they, they can need to put dogs down as a living. It's not really like the the nicest kind of thing to do, you know, especially if you feel like other things could be done, but the owner doesn't want to pay for yeah. it or whatever it is. Like it's not really like as rose colored as a lot of, a lot of TV shows make it seem, maybe. The, That's great. I love I love the chat just asked, is this a game we're talking <laughs> about? <laughs> no, I wish. The place that we had to, I mean, everywhere I worked at, obviously, except for the shelter, they were also cage-free. So it was just a bunch of dogs. Like, sometimes we'd have up to 200 dogs together. It was so unsafe and so scary sometimes because there were certain dogs that you knew once they came, you're like, oh shit, like, that's it. My day's ruined. This dog, it's either like a husky or some kind of untrained lab. Like, there was always a couple that are like, my day's ruined now. Thanks. <laughs> so, Jeez, okay. Well, that's very uh, exciting. That certainly started, you definitely did some bloodletting <laughs> with your first job. Okay. Good, got it. Uh, let's move on to the second question then for you, Adam, which is if you could bring one person to VR who's definitely not sold on it today, who who would that be and why? I mean, I don't, have someone who I can think of that's that I would care to come in that's definitely not sold but someone that I wish would embrace it more was my dad because um I got my family a quest to uh I don't know maybe a couple Christmases ago and he really liked synth riders and so I was really hopeful and I was like oh man like maybe my family will finally like be able to do this thing on their own without me having to be there babysitting them or being like hey did you try the thing that I bought you or whatever. Um, but I haven't heard, I think ever since that Christmas, I mean, maybe they've used it since, but I haven't heard anything. And that makes me a little sad. And I don't want to be pushy on like, hey, you still, you know, playing the quest because they know that I work in VR. And so it just sounds forced. And I don't want them to use it if they don't want to. So that's, I, I guess that's just one of my regrets is I wish that, because um, just seeing my dad have so much fun, like literally the family left him. He was playing synth riders so long, we got tired of watching him. So we just kind of did our own thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was so hopeful. And then, I mean, there's there's always a chance. But, but yeah, that's that's I guess that's mine. I don't know if that counts as someone who's totally against VR because he wasn't. But uh, yeah, no, that's 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 a that's a great example. Um, and then and then finally, that's uh, on your highlight, maybe then from the last two weeks. What do you want to? What do you want to call out? Yeah, my God, I've been playing Asgard's Wrath 2 like, the whole time. It's, it's, there's a lot. I don't think, 
I mean, just thinking past and then the other VR games that I've played, usually I'll try to purposely not do long chunks of time. Well, A, either because of battery limitations or also because I know usually the games are short. So I'm like, let's space this out throughout the week so that it feels longer. But with this one, holy cow, I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm on my the third hero. I won't spoil it for now, but I'm like, how long did it take me to get here? And then there's riffs. And I didn't think that I would like the riffs because that it seemed in theory to sound really boring. And I thought that's what the game was mostly going to be about when we heard about it way long ago. But the riffs are even fun. Like my my oh. play sessions usually start off with me doing riffs since I'm the most awake and active. I'm not as tired. Uh, and then once I die or I'm like, I'm doing really good, I'm going to I'm going to cut out here. Uh, then I go back into story mode. But the, it's just there's just so much. It's the, it, I will definitely it's it's there's so much in it. It's there's so much in it compared to any other VR game that yeah. we've seen. It's 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 clearly a blockbuster in terms of how much content is there. Mm -hmm. Um, I I've I've warmed on it uh, a bit since last time. I still think the introduction is, uh, I don't know the right adjective What's to wrong? use, but I don't think it's a it's it's an appropriate introduction for what comes later. I think they should have edited out the first like four hours of the game uh, and thrown you into the desert first, but. Yeah, later on, it gets pretty dramatic in a, in a good way. I mean, for me, it's the kind of Diablo part where you're like, wow, I've got new equipment and now I can jazz up my equipment and that's starting to hook me, you know? So, <clears throat> yeah, if you listen to the last podcast, I know some people thought we were quite sour on the whole thing, but um, I don't think I think so. Might, I, don't, I don't know where they go um, from. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, so we're, we're, I, I get it no matter what I talk like, about Asgard, I, so I, I don't I mind. I thought we were but. very critical because it got a, a 10 out of 10, but it's not yeah. like it's a bad yeah. game or something. It, the only question yeah. I think that we asked was, is it worth the 10 out of 10? Can you put it next to GTA 5 uh, and exactly. God of War and like all those, all those games that are also a 10 out of 10? Like, and that's where I think like the, the criticism came from. But if it's if I don't think it's a bad game, I think it's yeah. a good game. But like, yeah, maybe, maybe not the best game ever. <laughs> like that's your really criticism, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I'm really interested to to know, like after, I, I, you got to give it a couple of months because there's just so many hours yeah. to put into that. But like three months, two months or three months in, I want to know what a Quest 2 only, someone who hasn't been exposed to Quest 3 at all, thinks of that in contrast to the rest of the library, because there's, there's not really much else that can do the bells and whistles that that thing shows. And yeah. they must they must think it's the bee's knees. I'd, I'd imagine once you get past that initial introductory part, even if you aren't a fan of that, you stick with it. There's there's a lot there. Like and the, yeah. the rifts that Adam was speaking about being uh, a unique component that's replayable. I'm interested in how much endgame content comes. You know what they've planned for things to change, because they have hinted at that through the menus and all of that. So so what, what's your uh, What's your favorite part been so far about Asgard's Wrath 2 then, given you've been playing it so much, Adam? Um, I actually... God, there's, there's just so much... Okay, so I, one thing in particular, I really like the second character. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't want to spoil too much. It's more of a... It's not yeah. a story spoiler, but more of a weapons spoiler. I, she's She's yeah. got a sword that's a tongue. That's all I'm going to say. Get there if you haven't gotten there yet. Her sword is a tongue. She has well, really cool like weapons. I feel like it's so much. <laughs> <laughs> that's a spoiler uh, that's for the uh that's for the aftercast but um yeah. i thought that i actually nice i know a lot of people didn't like combat but i think i found a style that i like and that's actually i don't use melee much i'm more 
um, some, again, minor spoilery, not story. I throw down the two weapons she has because they have like either turrety or area of effect type stuff. And then I just shoot things with the bow and I run around in circles. And that's my strategy. I don't actually do much parrying or, you know, using anything with the shield. Uh, I just run around like a crazy person, throw throw stuff down and do ranged. That, that, there we that's, go. That sounds like uh, dead dead cells to me uh, the traps and dead cells like the little clampy traps and stuff i just back away and let it do all the, the the work for me just like uh being a necromancer in diablo you know just let, let my minions do it so i look forward to getting that part i'm still on the first of the heroes but i'm like 15 16 hours in you must oh, be much oh. further than that then yeah i've been trying so. to actually have a vacation and not do as many worky related things <laughs> <laughs> going okay so far that's good. That's very good. OK, so uh, on next then to Jose. So, uh, Jose, we're going to do the same oh, questions boy. for you. So first proper job. Please story about that. If you. Yeah, if you don't um, I come from I, I, arcades and, and theme parks uh, since I was a kid. That was like my my goal. I wanted to work at a, I wanted to be a machine operator at a theme park. It was called Fantasy Island in Buffalo, New York. And I was I, as soon as I turned 14, because I found out that, you know, to, to have a, a legal job uh, underage, you have to be 14. So I remember as soon as I turned 14, I, I remember applying. And this was the first time that I encountered, you know, it's funny now, but um, to, to me then, I didn't really recognize what was happening. But I remember the interview with the actual owner. His name was Marty. Um, and Marty McFly? Maybe. Marty's short for Martin, because it was called Martin's Fantasy Island. And you can look him up. It's much, much safer if you look it up. But um, anyway, so the guy started uh, running this arcade. I remember having the interview and I remember being like, wow, I'm going to have an interview with the actual owner of the theme park. And I remember telling him, you know, I'm 14. I love technology. I've been, you know, I know this stuff. I could be a great employee. I remember him sitting back and looking at me. He goes like, but you really want to work, huh? And I'm like, yeah. He goes like, you, you look like the kind of guy that would do anything to, to, to do a good job. I'm like, yeah. He goes, Okay, I, I think I have something better for you than running operating the machines. I'm gonna give you much more responsibility. I'm gonna give you this oh key to a, to the to the shed, and inside that shed we have these giant containers full of water. And what you're gonna do is I'm gonna trust you to grab these containers of water and pull this wagon all across this giant theme park, and you're gonna water the plants. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. and, and I was, and I remember like. Yeah, my first job, right? I, I was more thinking about, you know, the PlayStation 2 that I was about to buy. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So I remember, you know, I, I love that job, man. I would pull this wagon with water, watering the plants. And, you know, there was little things that I, I laugh about it now. Like I remember seeing the, ske the schedule in the break room and my name is Jose, right? And I remember every time my name would get misspelled to H-O-S-E, like hose, right? Hose. And so, yeah, always, yeah, always in the yeah, terrible. Like, but uh, yeah, and I remember one of the the employees like uh, there would like to me was like, you know that they're being subtly racist to you, right? And I'm like, you know, I'm 14, I'm a kid, and I'm like, what? So you know, that's when I learned about stereotypes and all that. Immediately quit and got my first job. But yeah, that was my first job. Hey, jokes on them, you know, the guy the guy got like involved in a crazy sex scandal and shut the arcade down, the theme park. So jokes on well, him. Maybe it's good that you <laughs> stuck with the with the water bottles then. Exactly, right? <laughs> oh yeah. my god. 
Jeez. Well, that's something. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's a that's a good starter. <laughs> Although now every time I write Jose, I'm going to imagine him Who's watering plants? a plant yeah. with a hose. It, it sucked because like I, I I remember seeing all my friends in high school see me with the wagon and they will laugh and I'm like, why are they laughing at me? Like I have a job. I'm making money, but it, it is what it is. <laughs> hey, money's money. Money's money. Our first, our first jobs aren't very different. I'll get to mine in a bit. Um, okay, so next one up then. And Rowdy, try to sit up into the frame a little bit, or maybe Adam can help correct yeah. you. Um, uh, the uh, person that you'd bring over to VR who isn't currently sold There's on it. Actually, specifically, yeah. and it's a crazy person that, that I will even want to have a conversation with, but he's been very vocal about it, and, and he's trending Elon Musk. Um, it really sucks, and this is something a feeling that I've been having for the last two weeks, where we're seeing a lot of forward-facing figures in the technology space come very hard against technology and innovation. And you know, I I I, I pay a lot of attention to like you know earnings calls from companies, and you know there was like a, a well-known rant from Elon recently in, in the latest earnings call where he was really going against work from home. Right, the 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 disparagement about of it, and you can kind of see the the biases of real estate mentality, and it's very anti VR, even though they don't want to call it uh, VR. Right, they call it like anti work from home. They call it anti technology that allows you to work from anywhere. Right, so somebody who really cares a lot about you know the the future and and people working from wherever they want. It's it's somebody who I would love to engage with with these companies that I yo you know you can have three to four times the employees that you're looking for. And you can also give them, you know, the luxury of not hating your company because they have the comfort of being where they're at. And then you start seeing all the disparagement arguments about it. And it's just like, man, like there, there's more value than, than people perceive, but you know, old people don't, don't think about those things. Cause you know, back in the day they were like, you know, I travel from here, you know, 20 miles to earn a nickel. And you know, the, the idea to have your nine to five, exactly. it's gotta be nine to five. Character. <laughs> uh yeah yeah I, I i think a lot of that is comes down to human efficiency and i i really i like your drive for it and i see you um i'll say build a model of how you work and then replace it two weeks later or a month later and like continue to evolve that and i think there's a lot of people stuck in the past um and i i, I see you being very almost revolutionary when it comes to like bring the future as quickly as we can yeah. please Whereas some people try to put dig their heels in and fight that. I also think it's incredibly important. I think companies need to wisen up and it'll end up meaning, you know, population centers dispersing, uh, home prices reducing, people having better quality of life. There's all great positives that come mm-hmm. from it. I'm still a big proponent of getting people together to work in, in person. Uh, there's something magical yeah. that comes as about that. And uh, if I had my way, I'd wave a magic wand and we'd sit down together around a, a, a physical table, walnut or something nice, and we'd have this podcast in person. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but the, we, we haven't really been able to do that yet. I'm a yeah, little bit like mixed on the opinion of, of like working from home and working in person. Because I do think there's a lot of benefits from it. Yeah. And I also think it highly depends on, on the type of job that you do, of course. But I am very much of the opinion of like, as long as you get the work done, I don't, I don't really care what happens with your other time. The, the, the issue with like a lot of these companies is that they don't, I mean, there's a lot of work to be done, but the person setting the deadlines or, you know, the, the company, you know, specific kind of things that is not as structured as maybe, as maybe it should be. But if with smaller companies, often the deadlines are much clearer and they say, listen, we need this by the end of Friday. If you finish it on Tuesday, 
and you don't do anything Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I don't really care about that. You know, like uh, as as long as the work gets done within the time frame that I've scheduled it to be, and if there's more work to be done, there's probably multiple deadlines. But you know, there's usually times that things are busy, and there are times that things are not as busy. And I think that if you give people the freedom to you know plan their own days, and you know, of course, that is not possible for all jobs. Uh, like if you work in something customer service, or you know, it's a little bit more complicated because you have you know operating hours. But for a lot of other jobs that require not so stringent yeah. uh, measures, I think that that is a, a really nice benefit to have. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and yeah. Uh, honestly, I, yeah. I wonder, like especially for people who started work, like fin finished university or came out of high school, went to get a job like middle of COVID where things were primarily remote. you like, there, there were people, for example, that had joined, you know, my team at work who we never met them. They just started and they were remote working, but it must be an interesting thing to kind of launch into a career that way, as opposed to joining an in-person team. Like say you're doing retail and you're selling t-shirts or something like that, a gap, you know, like it, it's different if you're there in person and you kind of get to know what it's like to work with others in that physical space. I don't know. Interesting, um, interesting things to look at, but maybe not so close to VR. So we'll, we'll move on. Uh, Jose, before I move to Rowdy, your, your highlight. Oh man, busy, 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 excited. Uh, I have two, uh, three, uh, uh big events, uh, uh, upcoming that I am re really excited about that are happening uh in less than a month really so um i got i got oh, vegas uh, ces and then from, from i think it's 9th through the 12th and then i have a really cool event that uh i haven't really talked about that I, I wanted to mention real quick first uh it's called the imsh event it's the society for simulation <laughs> in healthcare they're throwing a huge event in san diego california january 20th to the 24th it's a really cool event where, you know, all the, the big medical companies from around the world and there's a big push now for virtual reality. And my company, Rebo the Magic, is going to be there. We're going to be doing a, uh, a we're, we're calling it a showcase of technology, right, where a lot of these companies go to these events to kind of sell a product. We're not there to sell a product. We're getting there and almost kind of relate to the question you asked me earlier to get people excited about VR. Right, so we're gonna have uh, we have uh, a headset from HTC that they loan to us, Pico. We have um, X Real. We have pretty much. I think we're gonna have about like seven headsets, and we're gonna be doing something different. All of them are gonna be running the same type of software, and just getting people excited about it. We're gonna have people go like, "Oh, this is too heavy. I can't work on this." And then like, "Oh, well, here's the Magic Leap too. Oh, you do surgeries? Try this." And we're gonna ensure that every single person that goes through this booth ends up leaving with a favorite headset or at least a headset that go like, well, you know, it's not the Quest 3, it's not as bulky, this works, right? So that's that's really exciting. And after that, I have VR Toronto. <laughs> uh, hey. Yes, um, I locked in with, with Karam. Zim, if you don't mind saying his name, because you pronounce it so well, actually. <laughs> Karim Maliki Karen Sanchez. Maliki yes, honestly, it. it might yeah. be right. I thought it was Malachi Sanchez, but hey, um, but yeah, I'm partnering with the guys over at VR Toronto. Um, it's too early to talk a little bit more details about that, but I have you know starting up with meetings with them and Fivers, uh, huge event that celebrates the talent and the development of the virtual reality industry, which is something that I deeply, deeply care about. Um, me and Karam actually kicked it talking about what GDC means to the game developers, to the game development industry, right? Where E3 kind of stood for the fandom, GDC did the same thing for the developers. 
And that doesn't exist right now for virtual reality and spatial computing. So it's the perfect opportunity to help VR Toronto and Fibers, you know, kind of solidify the 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 GDC, the developers, the technology ethos behind it. And my company's gonna be behind ensuring that it's a wonderful experience, right? From headset management, operator management, ensuring that people are, you know, having these experiences. And we, we you sure you shared some videos in where they had people like running around and, and we're gonna ensure that we get to do that in more controlled chaos uh kind of fashion and yeah, take it to the next level. So really busy. Yeah. I VRTO was really yeah. special, um, especially this past year. But Karim, the, the shows he's been putting on here, and I've been lucky enough to attend two of them and go along to Fiverr's. Um, it's just it's, it's incredible to me that someone can coordinate and with a relatively small team, a lot of family involved in that yeah. as well, um, be able to to create something in a city that you're not even living in. Like he's, he's down in California and he flies in with a couple of people. Um, and they they have, they have they always pick a great <coughs> venue, um, and it's different every time. And I don't know how all of that happens with the content curation and everything else. So, if you have an opportunity to blow any wind into the sails of of Karim's uh, work, then oh. absolutely do. Great to hear you guys yeah. partnering up. To that's, add that's to fantastic. add something very uh, little to what you just said, um, we're open to to more hosting events, right? So it, it originally was uh, in Toronto, but you, as you mentioned, it's very difficult. So we're actually not locked in stone yet, but we're thinking about maybe running a, a U.S. and Toronto, uh, Canada side at concurrent at the same time. So we're we're looking to, cool. to to do some really cool stuff and also involve the virtual reality industry. So I, I kind of wanted to 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 mention that and make like a uh, call to arms. So uh, Jose the VR Tech or Jose at ReboTheMagic.com. Anybody listening who wants to help. Uh, solidify the the virtual reality community like dm me i'm very easy to find or message any of us they'll they'll relay it to me sounds great all right well that's uh that's that's great news i'm glad you guys are tag teaming on that if nothing else it's just like people who really believe in this industry and keep keep putting their heart and soul and mind towards it so i love that really really do um all right rowdy it is your turn my friend so first job first proper job and whatever you want to tell us about that yeah, the issue, smart, I, I've never had a proper job, you know, that's something smart. Yeah. That's, I've, I've only worked at universities and like, you know, like do, do my oh, own yeah. thing. Um, but I, I think Maybe the first thing that made you money, if you if you don't have anything yeah, I mean, else, I, I'd, be, I'd be curious about that. I, I, I felt less as a student work at some shelves in a supermarket, but like I wouldn't call that a real job. Uh, that 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 took me maybe like, a, you know, like a couple of hours a day for like only in the weekend. So I think my first proper job is probably when I started doing my Ph.D. Um, because we did a lot of like work for the industry as well. Uh, we did all of the neuroimaging for Johnson Johnson, uh, which is a fairly big uh, or very big uh, pharmaceutical company. Um, and I think. Thing. Sorry. Oh, just just a minor yeah. first job. Yeah. Johnson and Johnson. You may have heard of them. One of the biggest companies in the world in pharmaceutical. <laughs> no big deal. And. Uh, the, what we did a lot was we did a lot of radio pharmaceuticals. So we worked with a lot of uh, radioactivity. So we had radioactivity in the lab. We had to get special training. We worked with a lot of like you know lead shorts and this kind of stuff. And one of the um, one of the things that that you use a lot of radio pharmaceuticals or in the production of radio pharmaceuticals is something called uh, 99 technetium, which is a, a, a fission product from uranium. And that's where it comes from. The issue with technetium is that it has a, a half-life of 200,000 years. So it takes 
200,000 years for the radioactivity to drop uh, basically in half of uh, um, that amount. So it, it takes a very long time for that radioactivity. They use that for building pet tracers and you know you, they inject that. And because it's so stable, you can excrete that through the body and you know you get rid of it. Uh, and we were doing tests. We were working in a preclinical laboratory, so we were doing tests with it. And all of that radioactivity needs to be tracked, of course, because you can't throw that, which is general waste. The only issue was at a certain point is that we lost technetium. Like the the input we had was higher than the output that we were coming that was coming out for a certain day. So that was, uh, I think, one of the most frantic things that I've been through. Where, uh, it can't disappear, you know. It's it's. The thing with these kind of labs is they have like multiple check stations where you know waste needs to go through. So all of that is checked at those kind of things to measure the output of radioactivity that is in the trash before it gets sent to facilities that deal specifically with radioactive waste. So yeah, I think that we had to get like a specialized team in. We weren't allowed to leave the lab. You know, you, you were locked in that place, you know, up until that radioactivity was was found, basically. They did find oh, it. God. It did take quite a while uh, to eventually, you know, we we got reprimanded and like, you know, it was this big thing. Where was uh, it? I'm sorry? I was to ask. Where was it? This like, was in Belgium. Where did they find it? No, oh, I mean, no, like... No, no, no. Was it up someone's yeah. ass? Like, like where, where no, was it? No, it was, it was in, in the waste. It was in one of the waste sections, oh. but it didn't get scanned properly. Uh, and uh. it didn't get captured. They got through. And I mean, normally that should not happen. But um, yeah, well, <laughs> I saw someone call me Adam Bomb Rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my guy casually yeah, expressing how we almost started like a global war. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the funny thing is, do you know how we, because a lot of the traces that we collected, um, we had to collect them from the radio pharmaceutical department from the from the university, which was you know only just a couple of minutes of walk away. But the problem with a lot of the radioactivity traces that we use, especially in preclinical research, they have a very short uh, half life. It could be thirty minutes. It could be you know uh, even like a minute or twelve minutes or whatever, depending on what you're using. So using a car to you know drive to the hospital and like pick it up and then drive it back, park the car, it just takes way too long. So we had this little bike. We had a little bike with a little like cart in the back <laughs> that was all filled with like lead boxes. And then you had to like sprint with the bike, you know, over this like muddy road, like with like radioactivity in the back. Like, oh, yeah, my. it was fun. It was yeah. fun to Very make sure safe. that it got yeah, to <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was all, it was all checked and controlled, uh, but um, yeah, it was, uh, oh yeah. It's crazy. So yeah. That's, we did a lot of crazy insane. stuff there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's um, that's great. It reminds me of a story in, in Scotland, not far where we were living, where there had been an explosion in the plant and a radioactive isotope, um, like a small pill shaped thing, but, but very high radio, radio, radioactive uh, element uh, went out into the lake and they never recovered it. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like you don't want to be a deep sea diver and un unroot this thing, you know, like that kind of stuff happens, man. Humans are not. Yeah, not and, and, and it's really... <laughs> It's because there's a lot of stories that go around about like where radioactivity, you know, for example, gets left or something like that. And some kid finds it oh, and yeah. takes it home and they put it on the shelf. There's actually a story like that. The entire family died within two weeks. It's uh, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Okay, like yeah, those kind of things, those kind of things happen. So, you know, tracking radioactivity is is very important. <laughs> yeah. 
What a cheery introduction yeah, so well, far. I really appreciate this. Like, <laughs> Getting fit, radioactivity, <laughs> racism. Guys, yeah, all right. Guys, and what do you have? Guys, great ideas. Yeah, this is good. My guy speed run. This is my guy speed ran a, a Chernobyl incident. <laughs> oh my god! The 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 dark past of F reality is what we're uncovering oh, today. Um, all right. So, Rowdy, we're not done with you yet. Um, if you could bring, bring one person over to VR. Yeah, I'll keep it short. Uh, I think the CEO yeah. of my insurance company. Just so I can put okay. him through like the alien mother moth. I'll put him through the entire Resident Evil series. Let's do it. Every single horror game that I can find. That's probably who I'd bring in. Yeah, the CEO of my insurance company. Uh, or that's not, ex-insurance that company. Sounds, that sounds lovely. <laughs> Very festive. Yeah. Very festive. <laughs> I think that's, that's probably and, the person to do what, what about your highlight for the week then, Mr. Um, Alien I, Torture Device Man? I recently watched a new movie, uh, which I really enjoyed. I didn't get all the, because I looked it up afterwards. I always look at reviews afterwards. Uh, I didn't get the best reviews, uh, but it was called The Creator. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the movie at all. I wasn't, I hadn't heard of it before. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, it's, it's a very American movie. It's very, uh, oh, maybe anti-American. I don't know, but it's, it's definitely an American movie, but with, uh, with a certain innuendo in there. And... The story is basically about, uh, you know, the development of AI and the ethical discussion that goes around that. And it's a very like sci-fi movie, uh, very amusing to watch. Uh, I thought the story was pretty, pretty fun, pretty good. Uh, it basically goes about that the US has developed AI and everything has been taken over. And, they, you know, they take human jobs and, they, you know, work together. And all of a sudden, uh, this is all this is not large part of the story, it's the first two minutes. Um, like there is, uh, because of AI, a nuclear detonation happens in Los Angeles, which kills millions of people, which causes- Sorry, Adam. Which causes, which causes the US <laughs> to go like, oh, we're, we're banning AI from everything. AI is not to be used anymore. Any AI is bad, whatever. But then you have Asia on the other hand who embraces AI and who starts like doing more and more AI stuff. And the US cannot have that, of course, so they go to war with the two. And that's kind of how the movie. That's kind of how the movie gets settled in. Uh, it's a pretty long movie, but it, I thought it was a, a very fun movie to watch. And if you're, especially like that first part of like the introduction of like how AI gets introduced, and it brings that little bit of like, and I love those ethical discussions about like what is consciousness? Can AI ever be conscious? Mm. Can uh, a computer know how to love? Like that movie, Her, uh, I thought was great oh, as well. Oh, good. Like or or a. Uh, um, Ex Machina is another one. Ex uh, Machina. Yeah, like yeah. those kind of movies where they kind of flirt with that idea of like, you know, what does it mean? Because nobody really can define consciousness. You know, can you yeah. call an animal conscious or can you, you know, like there's different levels of consciousness. And, you know, that discussion, I love having that discussion. I have a very, you know, broad opinion upon uh, on that as well. So, you know, seeing a movie like touch on that subject, I always, I always what's, love watching that. What's the name of the movie? Uh, the Creator is what it was called. The, the Creator. Creator. Yeah. <clears throat> that sounds much better. There's also, I, I think we're talking, there's another one that came out recently. I don't know if you heard of it called Leave the World Behind. They kind of, oh, yeah, it kind of teases the, okay. what you're talking about, but that's invisible, right? So it's the people that are on yep. the ground, on the surface floor experiencing what the heck is happening and they don't know what's happening. So it almost yeah. sounds like you're talking about the B-side to leave the world behind. It's Yeah, leave the world behind for me. Uh, uh, no spoilers yeah. here, but the acting in that was really yeah. solid. Um, <laughs> the pacing in the film was way off. So it was one of those films that I came away from being like, damn, that was such a cool concept. The actors did a great job. 
but, but they could have yeah. done it better. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's like one of those films that left yeah. me unsatisfied at the end where I was like, damn, that's not quite the movie I yes. wanted to watch. But I would recommend people do see you know, it. Do you know uh, who executive so that, produced cool one. Uh, Leave the World Behind? The CEO of my insurance company. The, <laughs> the former president, Barack Obama. And he actually, oh, yes, what? he actually, he actually executive <clears throat> produced that movie because he said that it's the closest thing to the truth as as uh, of any book has has gotten to so that's what yeah wow that that, that should make you a little wow. bit more uh <laughs> and it left him unsatisfied yep the closest thing to the Obama truck again <laughs> <laughs> Obama. That's on the chat wow yeah. wow that's 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 yeah. mad that's mad okay very good very good um well, that is one that is one crazy run anyway, Rowdy. Thank you. All of you have destroyed my 2024 now in one way or another. I'm just I, I, I we're going to have to bring some cheer into the <laughs> podcast. Hopefully we'll get it when we get to the Slido part. Uh, for those who are still queuing up uh, questions, go to Slido.com slash F reality. Um, we're going to come back to Q&A at the very end of the show after we do some questions and that. But first, I guess I have to do um, my answer to those uh, two questions that I posed to the rest of the team. So the first one was. Uh, what was your first proper job and a story about that? Um, I had a job in a gardening center, so not very different from, I suppose, Jose's uh, water boy job. You were doing um, riding a hose on the, <laughs> on the, on the boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And um, no, I, I, I was uh, I was employed under the table. So this was like not even a legal job. I think it was like, I don't know, 14 or 15 oh, or something. And. <laughs> yeah 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 figuratively under the table um but the it was it was in this gardening center it was ireland so it was terrible weather all the time i was squashing uh you know slugs between my fingernails loading heavy bags of compost into people's cars uh doing these jobs on rickety metal ladders like above my head with paint dripping in my eyes all this kind of terrible stuff that nobody wants to do for for not a lot of money but it was the first job and i was like happy to do it and the uh, proprietor she was this very loudmouthed, like very angry pregnant lady. And so when it came to like customer service, I was like, I definitely want to get away from all of this shit. Uh, this is this is something I did not want to do. I was still trying to do a good job. So my little story about this is I had, not unlike Jose, kind of a trolley uh, that I was meant to deliver these, um, I'll call them stone or ceramic paving stones. And I was supposed to deliver and ton of these things and unload them from point A, point B, bring them down. What I didn't know was the front axle of this thing could turn completely to the side, uh, which would render the whole thing unstable. So I was bringing it down the car park and uh, turned it and literally the whole load of about probably 200 paving oh, stones man. turned over and smashed all over the car park. <gasps> in front of the, the center. So it was stopping cars coming in. <laughs> the lady comes out and she's so fucking livid. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, God. it was one of the perfect, like intro interny moments uh, where you're like, man, my salary for the next two months won't even pay for this. You know what I mean? Like it was like that. And um, uh, she, she, she knew what she was buying, you know, shit laborers. So um, I, I guess I didn't feel too bad, but yeah, that was my biggest fuck up. I think at the start. Of, uh, of, of my first ever job at a garden center in Ireland. So that was the first one. Um, the second one was, uh, who, who would we bring over to VR? Uh, kind of like Adams, but on, on, on the other side of the family, uh, I'd bring my mom, uh, I think, into, into VR because my dad and I play 
and have stayed connected for the last like two plus years just doing golf and other things you know racket mx or whatever something sporty every freaking wednesday uh we get together okay there's some weeks we miss it but it's so nice to stay connected Mm -hmm. with somebody my dad's off in ireland he's in cork in ireland and uh I probably wouldn't even be picking up the phone to him, knowing me. Like, I'd just be busy with stuff or whatever, but we have this, like, appointment date, and we go back. Like, this week, we were effing and blinding to Wolf Creek, which is the shittiest golf course on the planet, and we're trying to drive, and I one hole, I went, like, I was, like, 75 over par. Like, it was that bad of a game. <laughs> but, man, we have such a good time bonding in VR, Blame and for anyone who actually gets that with their parents or whatever, you know, it's just such a wonderful time. So I'd love to have the same with my mom, who... Like a topic we'll talk about a little later on, I think, uh, you know, went into VR once, did not have a good time, was like, oh, it made me sick and never wants to touch it again. And it's like one of those people who um, I'm like, yeah, but you get you get past that. You, you like you get you get past that. You get to have you know fun time with your grandkids and me. And it's like and we're so many hours apart. It's just like it's a real missed opportunity, I feel. So I'd love to bring my mom into VR. But how I can convince her, I've got no idea. It's going to take me years, I think. and. Hopefully it won't be too late, you know, by, yeah. by that time. So, yeah. So I, I, I feel Adam on her on her point with her dad, but at least her dad liked it. So that's uh, <laughs> that's one thing. Um, and, and just in terms of highlights, I'll, again, I'll keep it. I'll keep it quick. Um, but my highlight this week was Breachers uh, came to PSVR 2. Right. And so put together a match with some buddies <clears throat> and it. It really helps some of the other sour news we're going to talk about later, but to have a great FPS game that you can crew up like the old days of Day of Defeat and Counter-Strike at the land setting when I was in Cork, you know, arranging gaming events. Like, man, haptics are solid on that system. The visuals are great. There's a couple of new levels that really flesh out the game, which used to be a little bit shy on content. And God damn it, they got me on... Um, you know, now now I want to pay some money into the game, support the devs and get a cool skin for my weapon that I love. You know, <laughs> like I'm in that position and I know microtransactions are evil, uh, but it's supporting great devs. And so, yeah, Triangle uh, Triangle Factory have done a fantastic job with the conversion. Uh, PSVR 2 is where I'll be playing that when I get time to myself. Uh, so that's Breachers uh, for the week. And like like Adam, I spent some time going going through another five or six hours of Asgard's Wrath and I'll be I can see myself doing that for for many months now, actually, just kind of chipping away at that game because it's long and I want to see it through to the end if I can. We'll see if it doesn't piss me off like the first one did. Um, okay, so that's that. Well, uh, just to get people kind of primed and ready, uh, this is going to be our kind of fifth annual Slido that we're coming up to. Before that, I'm going to do a couple of things in the newsreel. So just again, if people want to ask us questions or even just say a comment about the podcast, go over to Slido, S-L-I-D-O dot com forward slash F reality. That's the first of three of these that we're going to do. Um, but you just drop in any questions there. You can upvote questions or comments that have already been posted. And we'll come back to that at the, the end of the show. Um, won't take me too long getting through these things. But first, I wanted to kind of celebrate the year just gone. I think 2023 has been really, really fantastic. I, my personal opinion is that it's the best year we've had in VR yet. Um, and I, I haven't, I don't think I've said that before, because I really thought that the early days, like 2014, 2015, were really great because it was such a new thing. It felt like striking gold and you had the Oculus share and you just had all these ideas coming out. And there was so much hype. I mean, Hype Train was never moving quicker than it was back then. But then like this year in February, right, we got PSVR 2, um, which was a headset which 
had so much hype built up around it. Sony is a big competitor. Obviously, we had Quest that had been kind of dominating the marketplace, especially with Quest 2 having been a heavily subsidized headset. And PSVR 2 uh, showed up on the scene, and it was quite a contentious launch, I would say. I mean, it launched, it was applauded by a lot of people, attacked by the press quite, quite a bit. Uh, some gamers felt that there wasn't enough of a launch catalog. Now there are about, I don't know, 200-odd games on the store, and a lot of those are very strong contenders. So I think PSVR 2 has had a pretty damn good first year, again, in, in my opinion. But I wanted to kind of applaud PSVR 2 for what it brought us. Um, for me, it stands out as the headset that looks the best in headset. It's a Marmite headset in that it's uncomfortable for some people. I've had plenty of friends uh, who I trust the opinion of who've said, I have to send it back because it just isn't comfortable. Oh. It's not very adjustable. Right. It's not dynamic. You can't swap the headset out. It's not like a quest, which is very modular. Um, and so that's one flavor of VR on that side. And then we also got later in the year Meta launched, you know, their Quest 3 headset, which we knew was coming, had been leaked dramatically months and months earlier. Um, sporting in particular, you know, better resolution, uh, mixed reality capability, which a lot of people, again, have said, you know, they're either really for it or they're kind of thinking it's a bit of a gimmick. Um, and then the comfort of the headset, right? The idea of the fact that the moment arm of the weight of the headset was now brought in closer to your eyes should make for a more comfortable experience. I know I laughed, I chuckled when I first got into the headset myself, because I was like, damn, this is pretty feckin' sharp in headset. I liked it a lot. Um, but you really did need a secondary head strap. Most people don't get on very well with the, the original, we call it the jock strap of VR, <laughs> right, on your head. Um... But Quest 3 has become the daily driver for many. Um, I, I think it doesn't have the same, I'll call it holiday appeal as Quest 2, given the subsidized price of the first one. I mean, dramatically different <laughs> entry point, right? And I'm glad the Quest 2 is still kicking around because it's a solid headset. If you don't need those MR features, if you don't really need the, the, the best in class uh, CPU, RAM or resolution, then Quest still, 2 is, still has some life in it. I'd say it probably has another year. Um, smaller splash in terms of the outlay. Uh, but a longer term play if you want to go for a, a, a Quest 3. And probably the biggest downside for me personally on Quest 3 was um, was just the battery life. The battery life on a headset is quite disappointing. And I have to augment it every time I play with something on. If I'm not going in for like just an hour, then I've got I've to bring a battery with me, which I think from a design perspective shares a common point with uh, the Oculus Go back in the day, which was, again, too short fused on battery. And they're going to have to look at that, I think, for their for their next headset. It is kind of uh, ironic. I was curious. Like they've got Asgard's Wrath 2, giant longest game ever, you know, owned by Meta. But then you've got you can only well, again, I, I can't imagine playing without my powered head strap because what you'd only get maybe like an hour. And I've gotten the 90 hertz and the, you know, yep. the enhanced the Quest 3 stuff turned on, which would probably kill it even faster. But yep. yeah, I can't I can't even imagine. Yeah, that's a very good point, Adam, because uh, I tried after they, they launched their 90 hertz and Quest 3 visuals update. And man, it's a I know they, they probably haven't tested it enough and it's why it's a toggleable feature. But it is a it's a big bump. Uh, like for four days after they launched, they dropped a patch that made that big of a leap in terms of visual fidelity. They clearly had it on the workbench and weren't ready to launch it yet. And they're like, ah, they're telling us we should probably launch it now. So they pushed it out and it's still kind of in testing. So in certain scenes, you get like frame drops and stuff, but it's pretty. It's a very, very pretty game on a pretty headset. But like, what were your, I'm curious, you know, coming on to events, we'll come on to events in a bit, but hardware wise, 
I mentioned PSVR 2 and Quest 3. They're not the only things that launched this year, but I thought they were they made the most noise. Um, what about you guys? What did what did you think? I mean, Adam, you've got those meta Ray-Ban glasses. There's also the I forget the name of them now. The glasses you have from oh, was Enreal, Xreal, and Rokid, and yeah, yeah, those things. Like, what stood out to you this year, hardware-wise? Mm, I don't know. I think I'm getting the most out of my Quest Three. I feel very sad about my PlayStation VR Two. It's like <laughs> I gotta go in and dust it every now and then and make sure there's no spiders in the. And I'm like, I really should buy some lens, uh, what you call it, like lens covers, so that I can keep it safer. But yeah, I, as much as I love hate to say it, like the Quest 3 has maybe even been seeing like you kind of predicted more hours than my Valve Index even, which I still will use because it's plugged in and convenient. It's a couple less steps that I have to do than launching AirLink or virtual desktop, like by a couple buttons. Um, but yeah, like it's just it's the Quest 3 for me, which which is really weird. I never thought I'd say that, but I'm I'm waiting. You know, other years, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for, I'm a little sad. I like competition, but like when when you have someone who's like an in, index proprietor, basically, yeah. you know, like selling this headset to other people, and then they're 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 talking about Quest. It yeah, hurts hurts a little bit. Go on, Jose. Yeah, what no, are you going to say for your it, hardware? It's, it's really Do weird you? because like my my opinion is kind of split in half. Like versus like my personal what I wish it would be and what it really is. Um, for me, it was the XR Elite um it carries all of the prowess and capabilities of a quest 3 it's much lighter the it does suffer from issues like no content uh the operating system is incredibly buggy it requires a lot of advance of uh, let's say in advanced intervention right because even the the retail version of the xr late's not the one i'm talking about like i had to do crazy modifications to it to you know voiding the warranty for for lack of a better word in order to make it um likable um but it also gives me glimpses of what's you know what's what's going to come out. The the, the Quest mm -hmm. Three will probably be the um, the headset of the year. Um, fortunately and unfortunately, right? Because I, you as you mentioned, um, those faults like you know the, the headset not being able to be stable and and mixed reality being called a gimmick, <coughs> it, it sucks. But it, it's just the cape. That's really the the most that these this headset can really push out for experiences in mixed reality, right? You just mentioned the battery life. So it's really hard to say, hey, this is the headset of choice for me, even though there's a lot of things that really stop it from being a really good headset. Um but yeah, I, I would say that the Quest 3 really uh mainstreamified um the potentials of of virtual reality for more than just gaming i think mixed reality opened up and, and content creators to, to have to be thanked for that right like all the doing my dishes while in mixed reality and all that um yeah quest three honestly vegetables with a very safe knife while it, my <laughs> fingers are all wobbly <laughs> this is very fine yeah <laughs> Yeah, doing any of those vegetable cuts with that distortion yeah. no way i wouldn't i wouldn't choose that yeah. at all um that's a good one the, i'm glad you mentioned the xr elite because they're, they're they're they become the underdog but i used to love what htc and and valve did together with the first vibe i thought it was a fantastic like partnership they were really a challenger against you know this behemoth that was facebook with you know picking up the oculus uh rift at the time and then the quest later on we kind of miss some of that competition. And that's what I like from Sony yeah. as well, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, I love that form factor. I love when you showed us earlier yeah. in the year when you really properly modded <laughs> it. And I, wa I want to love that Same. headset. Like, I, I think the Beyond is a step 
beyond my comfort zone in terms of I don't really want swim goggles in VR. Like I want something that I can just kind of throw on easily. I could give to my wife or flip back and forth. It's not like just for me. I don't want a pair of shoes that just fits me. Um, so I, I'm still looking forward to that future, but HTC just hasn't no. hit the nail on the yeah. head yet. Right. They're, but they keep trying and they're still in the bloody game. Stay in the game, guys. And I hope I hope you succeed. Yeah. You know, that's that's it. I really yeah. do hope. I do hope. Uh, Rowdy, what about you? What about your uh, hardware of the year? I mean, even though I don't own the Quest 3, I do think it's probably the Quest 3 that is probably, you know, the one that took away all the shine. Um, I, 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 the only thing is that I kind of wish that the iterations wouldn't come as fast and that there was more developed for the platform itself. Because I do think that, for example, even the Quest 2 still has so much potential. But I understand because it's still a niche market. You know, you need to you need to push on that gas pedal and keep on going forward. It's just like, I, I feel like a lot of people are probably, you know, well, I mean, it's not that expensive either, but for a lot of people, they don't really want to buy a headset every so often uh, as that it's happening yeah. now. It's a little bit that that console thing, you know, where you have like, you know, your your PlayStation for a little bit longer. I like that concept yeah. better um, <laughs> yeah. because it it's not something you can upgrade like a PC, right? You know, you, you can't like put different parts in there and make it a little bit faster. So I do feel like, um, yeah, I don't know. I just want Jose's getting, Jose's getting yeah, itchy. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I just want to get the drill. No, no, I'm, I agree <laughs> with you. It's, uh, it, it's yeah. it, it, I'm, I'm so with you, but it's just, I, I, I just, ah, it, it breaks my heart when people say that because like these aren't, that's kind of the argument that people have been trying like i, I mean i've been screaming at the top of my lungs or, or trying to convey is that these companies meta specifically uh to make an example they don't look at vr as its own <clears throat> they're, they're, they're mirroring not the console industry they're mirroring the cell phone industry their goal is exactly. their goal is for you to buy a brand new headset every year i'm not supposed to talk very much about it but Cell phone, pro cell phone <laughs> providers are looking at this business model and they're talking to Meta at a very high level. Companies like T-Mobile and Verizon that already subsidize, you know, $2,000 to $3,000 devices. And they're like, you know, we can subsidize this at like, you know, $20 a month on a plan. So yeah. that, that's the goal. Their goal is to yeah. have you. And, uh, and I get that. I get that. But at the same time, how do I, how do I put this? Um, what, what, what I want to say is that I feel like there's a lot of potential in the Quest 2 that has not been yeah. used yet. 100%. Um, and I think that, and I get it, like, you know, because there's so much competition in a small niche, you know, every, you know, there's so many companies making virtual reality headsets. So it's better to come out with a headset later because then, you know, you have probably more time to put in, you know, the newest bits and bobs or whatever. So I do get the iterations of the headset. It's just that I don't like it. That's, yeah, it sucks. That's what it comes down to. But I agree with you, Rowdy. I, I absolutely agree with you here because um, a console turnover, once we stabilize with VR and the revolutions of yeah. the sun turn a little bit more slowly, like every two years, I do not want to be buying a new device that's $500. Like it's exactly the same as my phone. Like I'm not a guy who buys the next iPhone every time there's an iteration. No. Well, I don't buy iPhones anymore. But, um, you know, like... I, I, I want to upgrade maybe every four years. Like every four years, I'm happy to replace the tech because the battery's weakening or or whatever. I'm starting to get locked out of features. 
But every two years or even every one year is kind of ridiculous. And it, it doesn't really give. Like, again, being being from a science uh, background and, and me being from an engineering background, like I appreciate the art of what they've engineered, you know, and it's like, <laughs> let it have its fullest life. But you don't. You don't. They, we don't let it. Like, it's going to go in the dumpster in a year yeah. or two. And it's like, that's just so oh. like, it's not rude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you. We're this close to getting Rowdy a quest yeah. three, starting with Rizzo. We're gonna start a fundraiser. <laughs> no, please, please don't do it. reality, get Rowdy a quest three. <laughs> no, no, no. Officially, unofficially. Well, that's what he said. He said, "Get Rowdy a quest three. We're getting three. Rowdy a quest three. <laughs> <laughs> $100. There you go. Oh man. Oh, man. Thank you, Rez. Um, yeah, thank you so that much. That is awesome. Thank you, man. Um, but like, I, I, I feel it, Rowdy. I really feel it because it. It would. It just does. It doesn't feel very respectful to the hardware to me. Yeah, so like that, that's a little bit the ID. I, I think it's a great device. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think it's a fantastic device. Um, yeah. I just don't feel like it should go this fast. Yeah. I, I don't think. I mean, of course, the the iterations they're meaningful as well. Like, you know, the 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 step from Quest One to Quest Two was huge. The Quest from Quest Two to Quest Three is maybe not as huge, but still quite big. So. I get it. And it's like you said, like, and once that stabilizes and we, we get closer to that, now we're still in that, you know, that 80% of the, of the Pareto principle, you know, you have very big gains very quickly. Um, and eventually that's going to kind of, kind of fade out. But like at the same time, yeah, I don't know. Like, can you recommend people then now to say like, oh, if you want to get into VR, get a headset now, or maybe just wait for like, you know, maybe two, three more years, but that's not good for the industry to say yeah. that, right? So no. it's it's a little bit that balance between the two of like, you know, having very often have an iteration and having a very good, you know, user base. Uh, yeah. There's another side to it as well. With Quest not being like a PS, like a PSVR one, you got it, you picked it up and you waited until the plastic deteriorated, then you yep. moved on, yeah. right? Like that's, that's kind of, it, it, it's not a headset that you, and some people will disagree with, with me on this, but like that's what I would call like a console grade headset. Yeah. Like you, same thing with PSVR 2. You get it. You don't really do much to it. Mm -hmm. And then you just use it uh, for years and then you get and then you yeah, move on to the next bit. That's also so like Quest. You get so many accessories yeah. like yeah. lenses. If, you, if your eyes are bad, you know, I've got a golf stick and a gun yeah. stock and you just you yeah. throw so many bits to it that when you move from that. To the next one, you're yeah. like, well, I'm gonna yeah. be losing all but, these I, things. But to counter my own well. argument is like the because PSVR did that, they also lost out a lot of the market on you know yeah. virtual reality in general because uh, a lot of those PSVR devices yeah. the last two years they got a dust because there it's was nothing really coming out. Yeah. There's nothing being developed for it. Nothing. And that's also not what you want for virtual reality, right? You know, you, you want there to yeah. be content being delivered. And by bringing out new devices, you show that you're committed to the platform, right? This is where I, I'm going to, and I don't mean to make you an example, Rowdy. I, I really don't. But I think that's the the, the point that I I've been trying to, to express is you, you kind of said it there, like what how it should be for VR. The mm -hmm. PSVR 2 and MetaQuest ecosystem, even though they're technically virtual reality headsets, they're completely two different business models. When you mm -hmm. look at the PSVR 2, the PSVR 2 is not sold as a unit. It's sold as an add-on. It is part of yeah. the PlayStation VR yeah. business model ecosystem. That there's a five-year development business model. There's AAA investors. Where the MetaQuest is 
they're not looking at that at all. They're looking at how quickly can we push these headsets out? How quickly can we lower the price of it? Because they're looking at software mm. dominance. Think about Google yeah. with their Chromebooks yeah. where it's, they were- It's, it's even, it's even stronger. An Android yeah. yeah, it's even stronger than that. The PSVR, in my opinion, it's not even competing with the MetaQuest. It's competing no. with Xbox. Hey, there Xbox you go. does not have virtual reality. So you can now say, I can either buy the Xbox, which will not have virtual reality, or I can buy a PlayStation oh, and then later maybe add virtual reality to it as well. So uh -huh. that's, I think, more like the, the competition that's been going on. Uh, yes. Of course, with, with game developers and game studios and, you know, PlayStation buying up game studios and Meta also buying games, there's competition there. So there is some competition. But in terms of, like, purchasing, I think that people are more likely to... For example, buy a PlayStation because it might, they might yes. be interested in virtual reality. Um, not saying that everyone who buys a PlayStation is interested in virtual reality. Yeah. It's also very important to note, too, that there's a lot of, just like we're talking about PlayStation and Meta, there's also companies who are looking at VR as not an ecosystem. They see it as an evolution of what computers are going to be. They don't see a VR headset as like its own thing. They just see that as an extension of a computer monitor. That's why the term spatial computing is becoming a thing because Apple does not see VR as its own thing. They see it as like, oh, this is just a laptop with a different form factor. They don't, they, they're, they're yeah. looking at a brand new industry as an extension and evolution. Eventually you're gonna have a desktop monitor or a desktop where you just don't have a monitor, you just have a VR headset. That's still a computer. That's not a VR computer, right? It's just, this is evolution. This is mainstreaming of technology. Nobody's gonna be like, oh, I wanna buy this just for VR. And also that ties up to, and I saw some people showing some love where we're gonna see a big ev evolution in software. It's not really gonna mean much for the hardware at all. And I think that's what's happening is that Meta's fully aware of that. So they're gonna, push a three, a four, a five, a six until everybody just stops and just doesn't care about the well, processing anymore. I, I know we have yeah. to run those short laps now. And I think I see Rowdy thinking about 10 years from now where he'd like to be, and I'd like it to be there Sorry. as well. I think it's what's really exciting to me is that you see people saddling up horses to run out to California for the gold rush. That's what this is. Like, I see Apple, right, pushing a product that probably wasn't ready to go public yet. Like Apple Vision Pro is probably more of a test model than it should be for an Apple product, but they need to get their hand in. And the same thing with, with Meta. I see them launching Quest 3, again, against the pressure of competition, against what's coming at them from Apple. There's other heavy hitters in the industry. And I love that, the, the competition pulling together um, we've just got there's such fervor and people are like nervously anticipating the, the this boom for computing, this new like door that's going to open. And all the nerds already know it's happening. Like we all know we know this is coming and it's happening and the industries may be wobbling a little bit and that's fine. But like you can see from an investment perspective, long term investment, they're like, we got to play in this sandbox because we know this is going to be the sandbox. And that's great. Yeah. That's great to feel. I know this might interrupt uh, the audio a little bit, but I do want to thank uh, ET2K9 for the, the $10 the super chat and also for Arcane Mage for the $50. I just want to make sure you guys get your love. Wow, look at that. We really appreciate you. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank you, guys. This is awesome. Oh, almost almost there for the question. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> 
We're gonna need a little bit more. He wants Asgard's Wrath 2, so let's uh, <laughs> <laughs> just get, a, get the bundle. He needs a little Head strap and the BMW that matches. Right. Um, well, this is really weird to me. I'm gonna loop back on this because I introduced, uh, just by kind of celebrating PSVR 2 landing, Quest 3 landing, you guys all gave kind of your hardware of the year. I actually, and this is funny being, being the meta partner guy on the podcast, but PSVR 2 is definitely my, for the year, like my hardware of the year, PSVR 2. It's just how I, I feel in the headset. It's finally brought me in several games, whether it's Gran Turismo 7 or No Man's Sky <clears throat> or Resident Evil. It teleports me into the game in a way that I hadn't felt yet. That, and I still haven't felt that's with the thing, headset. right? Like that. I think that that is what yeah. PlayStation shines so well in. It's like leveraging, you know, their oh, device, yeah. you know, and that's what I'm what I mean as well with the previous discussion that I miss a little bit with Quest sometimes that, you know, because they're moving so far fast, of course, Two years from now, you will still have the PSVR 2, and it will probably not be your headset of the year anymore. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Until, we'll until, until we'll GTA we'll 6 has that VR support, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Bring it. Uh, sure. Hola, Miami. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, with that, one other thing that I wanted to just recap on the year from an F-Reality standpoint was um, we finally got to meet up, at least three of us together at GDC. So that was really, really cool to meet Adam and Jose in, in the flesh, in person, have a laugh out there. Um, and I wanted to thank Resolution Games for hiring me as their booth, babe, on uh, Spatial Ops. That was really fun. And man, pushing like mixed reality uh, on the floor, like introducing people to it and all that before it kind of got a big splash because of Quest 3 felt great. Because even in the Quest 2 era of mixed reality, for those who were on side quest and enjoying all the side quest stuff, it's like it still feels like the new Oculus share to me. And that's the spirit that I love more than anything else. Like I love PSVR 2 for being a polished title experience. But the thing that gets me the most is indie devs trying stuff out that seems wacky or wild or whatever. And that's now happening in mixed reality. We're seeing it with Trackcraft. We're seeing it with Ocean Rift. We're seeing some old titles get upgrades that are coming kind of back to the forefront again. And, and that Wild West just, oh man, that excites me so much. So I wanted to give you guys a chance, especially Jose and Adam, who are both travel executives at this point <laughs> for VR. You guys represent the show at so many different places. Uh, would you mind picking out one of the events this year that... Uh, really meant a lot to you or kind of, you know, blew your head head off or something. I don't know. Just mm -hmm. give them a shout out. What, what events should people, you know, go to or what was one that was meaningful to you? I think I, I agree. I'll have two. One's like a all giveaway. That was when our, our work, uh, our company live every year does an offsite meetup so that, cause we are all remote. We're all from, you know, the States, Australia, various places in Europe, Canada. So it's nice that we do get to meet up once a year and actually, get to see each other in the flesh. Um, so that's that's like the obvious one. But I think GDC is still one of my favorites. And I, I still I do have a funny story from that one. I still remember feeling really guilty because I drank a little too much at the that one after party that we went to. And I had some guardian angel because I knew I was stumbling up the stairs. It was not great. I had some guardian angel behind me that helped me up. At some point. I could feel a hand on my back just helping me up the stairs. But then I got in a great I think it was a great I don't know, it was maybe slightly too tipsy conversation conversation with Zim, 
you know, just about the about the podcast in general. And then at one point I was like, oh, I've got to go to the bathroom. And then I just left. I forgot to tell Zim that I was leaving. I was like, oh, man, I should probably get an Uber. And then I just stood outside away from my Uber. And then as I think the next day, I realized, like, I never came back to Zim or said bye. I just said I was going to the bathroom and then I never came back. It was funny. I was a little worried. I was like, did she leave? Did she get abducted? What happened? And I didn't even tell you. I was, you, yeah. I was like, that's not I do now the time, too. <laughs> it was the peace yeah. out yeah it was good um where was it was it san francisco i'm trying to think i bumped into you jose in... it was a glitch it was, was a glitch it? bar it was the mit party i think i saw you at gdc ah. or i think it was gdc yeah I, there were there have been yeah. a few parties this year anyway it's yeah, been it's, good it's, it's been, been good. good to see each other in the element and yeah that's that's cool where was the um where was the meetup for the live team was that in amsterdam or somewhere where, uh, where last year was amsterdam this year was romania I think next year's gonna be oh, Vegas. Yeah, so I'll get to go to Vegas Ooh. twice and get That's so awesome. sick of it, maybe. Hey. Oh, <laughs> At least sounds I don't have to okay. go international travel, which is nice. Those are both good, good, good yeah. picks. I remember almost taking a tree branch to the head because there was kind of like a mini hurricane around GDC one one of those days. Uh, but anyway, uh, Jose, what about uh, yours? Oh man, it's 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 a tie between AWE and funny enough, CES. Um Two mm -hmm. events that uh, that I feel at my element, um, and I think definitely last year's CES was pretty awesome, right? Being able to see you know the XR Elite, the, the PSVR two that we we were talking about, and the Quest three, um, the handy, yes, the, the handy can't can't forget the handy. Oh God, the handy! Oh God! <laughs> and this year, I saw. If there's something that I should buy for Christmas, yeah, in your this browser. time they got the handy two point oh. Now it's two of them. Um, the, the handy multiplayer update. Uh, but um, yeah, CES will probably be the one that I'm most excited about, and and out, you know, and last year was definitely top of mind for sure. Yeah, and you're you're gonna be there this uh, this yes, year, Jose. And Adam, did you say you're going as well? Yep, so I will also CES be there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That's good. That's not long away. So uh, hopefully, I don't know. By the next podcast, maybe we'll have impressions yes. of that. I'll have to check the calendar again. It's not far, uh, right? This is it ninth or 12. something? Okay. So yeah, we yeah. might, we might do. Uh, very good, very good. Uh, Rowdy, did you have any other things you wanted to tap uh, in no, there? No, that's fine. Good. All right. So uh, with that, and um, oh, the only event highlight that I wanted to mention as well was Connect. I, I, I went to Connect with a bunch of buddies right. um, from from Europe, and it was so nice to actually go see Yosemite. It was a really like random thing, but to go see uh, this national park was great, and then have it show up in all the kind of quest 3 stuff and um now it's now it's been showing up as like an apple vision pro like scene and it's really funny to have real life then connect with vr in in that way um but going hands-on with the quest 3 was super special and then you know getting to meet my meta handlers and uh just playing games like t for god and all the mr stuff man i'm just so stoked with it and really look forward to that so those have been some of my favorite moments this year but uh shout out to my california crew who who always pull me out to uh to California for a fantastic time. It was good. Nice high-fiving Mike again uh, for, for a bit of a few years since we got to meet up and, and chilled out. And so that was, those were some of the best uh, memories of the year. Nice. Um, okay, next up. So we're going to go bitter news before we jump into Slido and get that, that, get that done. Oh, no. um, sadly, we learned that the studio behind uh, Firewall Zero Hour, on a PSVR 1 spectacle, really the best FPS, I think, that was out for several years in VR. Solaris after that, a fast-paced 
uh, FPS game, which I dearly enjoyed being an ex-Quake player. Super fast-paced. Uh, and then more recently, Firewall Ultra on PSVR 2, uh, which was met with some difficulties and challenges. Um, we, we, we heard from PSVR Frank, who's the community manager from First Contact Entertainment, this lovely studio that's been chewing its way through uh, VR for, for many years and bringing loads of ongoing living content to its firewall IP. Um, they announced that the company will be shutting down. Frank himself, um, for those who are newer to F-Reality, uh, was part of the five-man crew, um, part of VR Inside. Uh, PSVR Frank uh, took up the spot that I would eventually fill, actually, later on. Uh, when I joined the team. So I, I owe a lot to Frank for giving his seat up. And then like Miley Cyrus, Miley Cyrus coming in with a wrecking ball, uh, <laughs> issuing my demands. And eventually we recast as F reality into a new four, four dude crew back with Mike and, and Nathy. Um, and then more than a year ago now, we reforged with the crew V2 here and we settled down as the VR Rat Pack. We've got Adam as the stage manager, Rowdy, our audio engineer. Jose has his eye on the streets for the latest and greatest a VR storefront, and I'm here spit siphoning gas <laughs> news from the punch and tanks of Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube. Uh, we had a special spice to that mix to make it up, and with our live audience and their witty remarks, we get to make up the F Reality podcast as it is today. Anyway, it's a really sore spot for me personally um, to see kind of Firewall Ultra be a stumble moment for First Contact. Um, Honestly, it was probably a second fluff up from First Contact in terms of making a product that sells really well. I, I loved Solaris. A lot of people didn't. It launched then and and Pop One came in and totally stole its thunder. So it was just maybe bad timing. Uh, but going up against a real heavyweight, they really didn't sell as well. Um, but it was a fantastic game model. And then they moved and with so much fanfare behind it, so much hype, um, Firewall Ultra really tried to deliver uh, those same highs that we had from PSVR 1. Some people love it dearly. Um, it didn't do great uh, with critical review. And um, it's really sorry to see that uh, kind of after two stumbles, the, the studio comes, um, ends up drowning the studio, um, frankly. You know? it, do, it does show, so, I mean, two things that I quickly want to mention. It, do, it does show, I think, a little bit like the, you know, how fragile the state of virtual reality still is, I think, uh, that even, you know, those bigger or... Those the ones that I consider to be bigger game developers to eventually still like, you know, having to run a very tight ship in order for it to continue uh, to be successful. Even having, you know, like two titles maybe uh, that didn't perform as well uh, can bring the entire ship down, um, which is I think a little bit worrisome to see. Um, then again, the second part is that I believe i mean i've been reading up on on a little bit because i was confused as to whether the games would actually be going down as well or if the service would be kept up but like from what i've understood so far is it is that oh is that sony actually owns uh the, the i mean the games or the servers so that the games themselves would still continue to be playable right playable just no updates of course yeah T tough with the news though because I hate to say it's a death knell, but um, once that kind of news gets attached to a game, yep. things will start to dry yep. up, you know, uh, even us saying it is a problem. And I realize we're exacerbating the problem um, for a game that the original game, man, I loved it. I loved that game so much. It was the first game in, in VR that 
that made me feel like I was uh, kind of a badass FPS combatant, you know, in a police force squad ducking his grenades kind of landed in a room and you were hacking your way into the network. It was really strategic. And that was nice because um, it, it's a bit different uh, to what you get with something like a like a Pavlov, for example. Yep. Um, you know, it's so those were those are some really great uh, gaming moments. So and that's one piece. Um, Unless the rest of the crew wanted to say something about first contact, man, I, I think I can't stop thinking about Sierra Games when when I saw the news about that. Right, like there's so many talent. Like I, I remember telling PSVR Frank that you know, like yeah, it sucks, but like it, it, this is just unfortunately the the side effect of a brand new industry being born. Like it just wasn't the business model for it. But like all of that talent isn't going to go to waste. Like I I I can't wait to see you know like from first contact entertainment like what is it going to look like what is it going to, the games are going to look like it's it's exciting to see the talent where where they're going to end up at i mean not mm. that the I, no offense at all but not that their ips are particularly interesting but when you mentioned sierra i'm like we'll never get a no one lives forever three exactly like, ever yeah. because that you know it's just gone and the records of it are lost to multiple companies so sometimes these these things have bigger repercussions than we imagine like any universes or particular you know, mechanics, they might just be lost. Or better or with worse, the, yeah. While the company goes down. It's so <laughs> sad. It's depressing me so much. You up these I love the one forever, man. It was so I good. That's one of my favorite yeah. games ever. Oh. And they'll never, no one will ever, there'll never be a third one, yeah. most likely, because Wait, it had better which humor than Austin Powers. No one lives no forever. forever. There was a one and a two. One and two. Yeah. I've never played that. Oh, it was so good. good. It's probably still playable, yeah. I think. Um, you could probably still play it on, on, on Windows, but No One Lives Forever is a title that could totally be done oh, in yeah. VR. Oh, Absolutely. Place it down with the little cat mines. Oh, oh my God. That's so good. Oh, my God. Oh, it hurts. It hurts so much. Oh, God. OK. <laughs> the pain. Um, so with that, that's not the only VR 2023 Titanic, I'm afraid. Um, there's yet another uh, casualty of 2023, which was recently announced. So Microsoft has said that Windows Mixed Reality support is being withdrawn from Windows. So the Windows OS, uh, they're pulling out the Windows Mixed Reality integration features, uh, which were there for a time. Got me quite excited because they were there at the base OS level. You could see it's battered around you. like, wow, Microsoft is adopting this? Super. They brought out their whole line of confusingly labeled Mixed Reality headsets, which were really just VR headsets. And... Um, and there were a bunch of really interesting uh, models there. You know, we had the blue Acer that kind of stood out with its kind of different look, kind of small uh, footprint. I remember trying mine on for the first time before I got interviewed for my part in F Reality. Literally that same day, it was funny. And then most importantly, in my opinion, uh, the HP Reverb, you know, G2, uh, I think is 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 a, still a phenomenal uh, headset. And, and really, it, it brought us what I could only call eagle eye vision years ahead of the competition. I mean, you're talking now what you have in kind of Quest 3, but so many years ago, and unfortunately with terrible controllers that ate batteries. But aside from that, it was really a kind of a neat like niche and did bring about kind of performance without the compromises of at the time, you know, the hammerhead HMDs from Pimax, which would compromise everything and sell your mother just to get a bit more FOV. Uh, a solid $600 cabled PC to headset uh, <laughs> solution that some people are still using. They're simming it, their flight, sim flight. I mean, it's just, it's a fantastic headset. And it looks like those may become inoperable in the near future. Um, 
which is tough for anyone who, who, who bought into the recent, there was a $200 deal, I think, on HP's website not long ago to get a new, a brand new G2, which I thought, yeah. Black oh my Friday God, sale. how do you say no to that? You know? Um, what? That was some. Those, those poor 12 users of Windows Mixed Reality are suffering right now. <laughs> I knew I was going to say something. It's, it's, um, I, I think I it's important to clarify is like Microsoft is ending the, the driver support for like the interface to handle, but the headset will still work. The, the drivers are not going to like be removed or yoinked off the internet. Um, I, I think they're mostly talking about the application suite that you can, you know, that comes integrated into Windows. Um, Another thing, I think it's time. Like, I've been talking about it, but look, if you own a, a Reverb G2, um, go online, put in the, the SKU, look up the hardware. There's a lot of open source. There's a community called XDA Developers. If you're looking for access to looking at the drivers and communicating with these devices, it's time for an open source driver to, to exist for, for these devices. Uh, there's a lot of hardware. Uh, the Quest 1, for example, there's a lot of hardware out there. Um, the Vive Focus One and all these really cool headsets that exist out there, they can still do quite a lot because they're PCBR, right? Oh, so the Focus yeah. One, the 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 the, oh, the the field of view on the yeah. Focus One was literally like a hard circle. Yeah. It was like a, just a, like someone had traced <laughs> the circle and they stuck it yeah. on your face. I remember that headset like a dramatic experience. I was like, whoa, yeah. what is this? Dude, it, it's um, so crazy when you when you go through the internals of all these devices, like there, yes, there's a lot of incremental changes. There's so many headsets, but it's not as drastic where if you can get the drivers for one of these headsets, it, it should theoretically work for the rest. So I, I think that's really what's happening is like, hey, if if you guys are upset about this for all twelve you twelve of you, like I think it's the the perfect time to to rally up and start building open source drivers, uh, right? That's what led I, I forgot the name of the project, but it was back in the day, um, Open VR or something like that. Open VR, Open Open XR, mm. Open VR. Open, but yep. yeah, so it, it, I think it's time. Um, also, the uh, side uh, re revive, I think it was called to run. Yeah. yeah. So, Oh, revive was so good. It's time, like it's where where are the developers? So for, for those who for those who don't know, back in the day, you had these separated ecosystems. <clears throat> you still kind of yeah. do, and you had Oculus on one side with their little walled garden, and you had you know the HTC Vive headset, and you might have a Vive headset and be like, well, why can't I play uh, Lucky's Tale, for example? In which case, the revive software would work as an intermediary boundary layer, and it would allow your Vive to work with. Oculus's uh, most of Oculus's kind of exclusive titles, and it was really good. I don't know if anyone's still using it in 2023, but uh, for for a couple of years, it was it was a vital piece of software. Yeah, I've yeah. played everything with it. Yeah, uh, it's fantastic. It, so with that, do you still uh, yeah, use it? Yeah, there's, there's um, for using like the XR Leaf for like Horizon Worlds, for example. It works perfectly. They have like online uh, APIs now, so you can actually access meta servers just fine now. Oh, man. And you just you just reminded me of the uh, oh, what was that injector that for years people were using to play their, you know, triple A games in VR? Ooh, yeah. Uh, the, Vorpix? Yeah. Vor or Vorpix? There was something. The Vorpix. Vorpix. Prayer. Prayer. Speaking of that, I think the the in the. Yeah, the it's probably coming out. I, I saw sometime this week. Yeah, very, very shortly. That might be on some people's wish lists uh, yeah. just coming out of Christmas, I'd say, because that's not not long. But Vorpix was. That was an interesting uh, kind of two and a half D <laughs> solution. Yeah, I, I, to, played, uh, I played Fallout Spatial Gaming. 3 in VR before Fallout 3 VR was a thing. 
Oh. Uh, well, I got such a slack for You mean Fallout? I think it was Fallout 3, Fallout right? 4? Was four, Fallout 4? Four. 4. Well, Fallout 4 got the official Bethesda release. Right, yeah. But Fallout 3 was playable through 4-packs. Four four packs. So if you, Maybe if you I did that, tinkered yeah. with, with that and dropped a Megaton bomb on their heads, you know, in VR, that must have been fun. I played Far Cry. Um, yeah. You know, I was just reliving the... I didn't go into relive the sex scene, but I was reliving the excitement that that brought me. So it brought me back. And to another Far great one I, I thought like... was uh, Bioshock Infinite. Mm. In yeah. four packs. Oh, I mean, packs, yeah. you can't really play the game, but like, you know, being there, you know, experience it. pretty cool. Yeah. Even the intro. That's the thing I remember from the first Bioshock, like just being there, yeah. just being in that world and feeling like you're there. Yeah. That's worth, that's worth it. Just to, just to go modding and tinkering. So, with that, is that all of our woes and sadness aside? Can I? Can we go to the holidays? So. I hope so. I think so. All right, no more sadness. No more sadness. If you just joined us, perfect timing. <laughs> you just went through all of that. I'm so so sorry, and thank you again to the donors <laughs> for making this a special show. Right, this is our fifth annual holiday slider. We've been doing this since 2019, uh, which is mental to think about it. And it's your guys's uh, for the new parts of the crew. Your second one. Um, but it, it ends up with an awesome cross-section. So the way this works is there's something called a word pile. Everyone contributes their parts, and it ends up showing it on this lumped diagram of words. And so if uh, we were to say the word, you know, Jose, H-O-Z-E, for example, it would appear like uh, 10 people vote for it. It might be big and at the center. So you're going to see this in a second. Um, we are also in parallel collecting any questions or comments that you might have or want to upvote at slido.com slash freality. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw the first question up and hopefully Adam will be able to show it in a minute. So um, I'm going to go ahead and activate the poll. Uh, the first question is, uh, what was great about your 2023? And this is multi-entry. So you feel free to um, do this on a phone, on a website. You can go to slido.com, just type in freality and you should get us there. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to type this in just so people have the link, slido.com slash freality. Okay. There we go. Okay, let's see. So people can go ahead and jump in. And and crew, you guys should be submitting your answers as well. Oh, I, I'm going to put mine in too. I, I, I submitted my answer. I submitted mine. It's so funny because I saw, I saw, I think, I think I saw it come through. Um, now let's see, participants don't see the results yet. Good. I'm going to let the pile grow a little bit and then I'll start to unveil so you can start to see. Too. I hope I do it right. Yeah, I think I think that's what I'm hoping to. I'm I'm trying to see, and then, yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. I think my um my screen is frozen. I think. Uh, can you? Any of you who are running the podcast back? Can you see the scene where um, yep. Adam is sharing? The scene that Adam is sharing. What do you mean? mean? Yeah. I, I'm seeing us frozen as well. On, on your my... stream? It's fine on live? Yeah, no, it's. It, oh, yeah, no, it, it, it's fine. You guys yeah, are yeah. okay? Okay. All right. Give you, a... give you a heart attack like that. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. Sorry, Adam. It's a very old iPad. And you know how those. I posted you know, the Apple's link in the, in the chat as well if there's people who want to who join in on oh, this. But I think, it, I think it's working, right? I, I mean, it seems yeah. to be. Now I'm going to start to show off the results and you can go ahead and grow it. We'll leave it open for two minutes or so. 
and we'll just keep uh, growing this image. I'm telling this, you guys, this ends up being a nice. If, if reality is not one of the answers, then I'm going to be very upset here. <laughs> Are you? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's good. So we'll just expose that. Leave that running. Uh, so again, for those who are just joining who may not know what uh, Slido is, Slido is uh, kind of a supportive little piece of software. There. You can use it on your phone. Uh, difficulty might be as if you are like watching live on your phone and flipping back and forth, especially if you're on YouTube, you can lose the cast. So sorry if you are having a struggle with that and you've only got the one device. Um, that's a little difficult. <laughs> but if you've got multiple devices or a device that can multitask, then great. Head over to Slido.com. Uh, F reality is the code that you need. <laughs> I want to know somebody posted like <laughs> learning to learning not to hate or learning I don't hate Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to know they're like what what was it? What? Which one? Yeah, I, I always get confused with the, with the Gens. Yeah. Who is Gen uh, Z Gen again? Z is that the after modern? millennial? I believe yeah. Or like er, nice. younger, younger one generation younger than, than us, yeah. millennial than yeah. us, right? All of us? Like, the <laughs> oldest age is like twenty-two. I want to say twenty-two is the oldest Gen Z. Yeah, I think. I'm too old to be counting okay. generations. <laughs> <laughs> like an ent. All right. Yeah, there you go, Rowdy. They're they're fluffing Efriel. There we go. Giving the results. The <laughs> oh gosh. All right. Well, that looks like wow. fun. Okay, that's showing up on, on screen pretty well. So let's let's see. We've got great games. A job at Johnson & Johnson is in there. That's <laughs> not me who said that. That's not me. Call of the Mountain. You know, I still haven't played Call of the Mountain. I'm still waiting for it to go on sale. Sony's really holding out on that $80 but price tag. My, my favorite is definitely uh, the retirement of Skyzim. <laughs> Man, yeah, I was so happy to beat Skyrim um, and move on to Hello. basically another type of Skyrim, right? So now I'm all on No Man's Sky, of course. Oh, I'm fine. really standing. drinking. All right, well, Not that's... a lot of excitement for tongue tracking. I was hoping that, you know, I was going to be. But... <laughs> <laughs> Z Fold 5, is that, a, is that one of those yeah. phones that just, yeah? Samsung. I think I saw. I think I saw Alex VR break his. If I'm not wow. mistaken, it's the same phone. Oh my god! Are you serious? Oh man! Yeah. Like, yeah, he had to go buy a new one when we no. were in California together. That's like, like oh, no. so weirdly ironic. Well, now I can't find it. Did I lose it? What? Do you do do you I have, have one? Do you yeah, also keep, break keep one. Looking. My Z phone literally exploded. I after like two weeks. Like, where is it? Great phones. Wow. Where is yeah, great, great, great phones. I'm, I'm definitely not into folding anything yet with a screen. No way. The only it's thing that I like that's still one of my favorite things is those phones that went like, yeah. and then you would like, oh, I love that. Oh, oh, the one where you would you would trigger it with your pinky and then it would slide out like the Matrix. Yeah, phone, that one. Or like the one that you would like slide up like. I love that. They were like oh, this big. Well. And... So cool. So awesome. My phone is too fucking big. I need to get a small phone yeah. in the future. Future Zim. Get a smaller phone. I think it doesn't fit in my pocket anymore. All right, cool. So <clears throat> that's great. I'm going to close that. We're going to go to the next one then. Got loads of stuff coming in there. No, no pandemic. Hell yes. Let's get rid of that. I don't want to think about that um, ever again. And uh, skydiving's in there. That's pretty cool. Bobo's in there. Piano vision and breachers. Very good. Okay. So that's the what was great about your 2023. Um, go ahead and deactivate that poll. Now we're gonna move on to the next one. Uh, mm -hmm. This one's gonna turn it a little bit. Okay, so we're gonna see uh, what was VR's 
arch nemesis this year. What was VR's arch nemesis in 2020? Uh, <laughs> you love him so much. You want to get him into VR? Oh, oh, um, let's see. Now, what really worked? It worked against the grain with with VR mm. this year. Um, Oh, this is this is gonna piss a lot of our fans, but it has to be said. It's good. You got it. Well, you're gonna be anonymous anyway. Oh, perfect. So they, won't, they won't know who it was. There you go. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go ahead and show the things we can grow here. A lot of stuff going. Oh boy. There's some sauce. There's some spicy stuff yeah. in there. I think I, I'm gonna guess that was Jose, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm gonna go ahead and show the results. I, I, I don't get any magic on my side to see. So this was, what was VR's arch nemesis this year? Let's go call them out as we see them. Uh, multiple great games on all VR was VR's arch nemesis. Okay, that one I don't understand. Real life still got better graphics. <laughs> Unbelievers, that's a good one. I see Upload VR Showcase, Alf. Okay, they had some... They had some. They had some audio problems. Chat. Okay, that's topical. Oh, see you. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that that's a big one. Yeah. Chat fallacy. We, we will definitely talk about that. I know you want to talk about it, Jose. So we will. Um, what else is on here, though? Microsoft. Why is Microsoft showing up? What do they do? Nothing. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Those twelve and... guys are here. <laughs> I, I, I think. I, I think. I think Microsoft, like, has been anti VR for quite a while. Uh, like just. Their well, I mean, mm. not anti VR, but like their lack of support for it, or their lack Crazy of like VR. you know entering that market, which is, I mean, it's it's yeah. fair, but it doesn't really, you know, like it would be nice to see you know Microsoft it's, entering that market because they could be a very party. big player in there. Yeah, it's unsupportive, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, they canceled WMR Zim. Oh yeah, we just yeah. talked about <laughs> that. Yeah, so Those twelve users. Thanks, Sonny. <laughs> Bite dance, of course, the whole Pico stuff that we have going down as well. Direct sunlight. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that answer. Gabe's in there for some reason. That's right, Gabe. Stop making the Steam Deck cool. Otherwise, people won't want to play VR games. Um, <laughs> laziness. Canceled. Firewall Ultra. Yeah, Ultra Ultra hurt me. Really did. I, I really wish that they had that had that had soared them forward. I actually also thought that um, like software studios, right? You make two bad moves and you're probably dead, right? Like you make, I mean, because they're big investments. You you can't afford to lose in that game. And that's, it sucks, but uh, that's kind of the way it goes. <laughs> we have a misspelling, which I think is uh, is hilarious. It's a only one fist party game by Sony. <laughs> fist party I missed game. out on this one. I missed that one. <laughs> oh my. NFL Pro Era 2 is someone unhappy with the old American Yay. football there. Uh know what the bat to and someone on the other side there clueless tech journalisms yeah the, yeah. the journalists i think this year, year have definitely yeah. uh, i don't know i like i mean influencers content creators are bad i definitely yeah. agree they're bad right uh, myself very much in that included like <laughs> terrible terrible but journalists are worse yes. like they just and i'm not talking about your de facto like vr journalism i think that's pretty decent like both upload and road to vr are doing a good job i think um uh, at least they try, whereas the VR wider dead. press covering VR, those guys can get fucked as far as I'm <laughs> considering. You know, it's like they just do not do a good job of doing their homework and covering the content. I can't wait to fairly. see uh, Apple Vision Pro articles coming out where they're educating us on how 
this stuff works. Oh, dude. <laughs> I spent a week in Apple Vision Pro. This is what VR is. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I honestly think that next year is going to be painful for a lot of us. So I hope you enjoyed your 2023. <laughs> when Because we, we had the year of the metaverse. Thanks, Meta. And then we, we kind of got some respite for at least nine months where we got to enjoy our nerd craft again. But man, there are going to be droves of people uh, all over the place in forums and stuff. Now, let's talk about chess yes. for a minute before we move off of this slide. Thanks to this is clearly a bias of recent <laughs> recent post by sadly, it's Bradley and the TikTok of Chet, which I've been following since he started it, because I, I came across Chet because of my love for Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 ages ago. And then I got to know him again from VR because of his friendship with Julie Heidi behind the, oh God, what are they called? Something virtual unicorns or whatever. Yeah. Crazy people behind selfie oh. tennis and all those nutty games. Um, and they have a good friendship. And so I kind of connected with Chet that way. So I'm a GDC actually. Um, but he, yes, he, he shares his opinion, but his opinion is quite like what I think Jose has pointed out. Oh, quite kind of stuck in the mud or antiquated in terms of its approach. And I'm very much a kind of a break it guy. Like I loved when Onward arrived on the scene and they gave us stick locomotion and people were like, oh, it's going to make you sick. Yeah. I'm like, I was in 14 FPS Minecraft in 2014, dude. <laughs> like, just give it to me. I like, just give it to me, baby, please. And anyway, Jose, you had definitely have a chip on yeah, your shoulder man. about chess. No, so. You know, it's, I, I think away. it's important that I, that I, I iterate I this, I but um, I, I love chat. I actually know him. I, I actually, believe it or not, he was one of the first notable followers that I had on um, back when I started social media before my current Twitter. But anyways, um, I think what, what happened with chat specifically is when you have a background, a resume that's respected by an industry that uplifted you, that gave you a career, that gave you a platform, and you walk away from it for whatever it may be, not being able to pay the bills, you need to own up to that accountability of walking away from that industry. And if you don't, you accidentally believe that the industry is still operating in the way that it was when you left it. Um, based on the way he was speaking, the reason he has a TikTok now, it's because people do care about his opinions. But I think that opinion, opinions should be able to be updated in real time, especially when the industry is emerging and growing. And to be quite frank, it requires all hands on deck, right? So let's, yeah. let's, just, let's just give some yes, context please. for people, because if you if a lot of people saw it, but a lot of people also didn't get to see it. So Chet Falizek was part of Gabe's team on the Left 4 Dead team at Valve for some time. I'm not mistaken. I think he was part of the original Counter-Strike yeah. team came in uh, through that. So he's got a lot of um, history of of gaming, uh, making uh, wise decisions from a design perspective. Yeah. And he recently spun off Stray Bombay, which is an independent studio, making a game that's like a Left 4 Dead clone in space, uh, which is pretty good. It's called the Anacrusis. Uh, I played it. Um, it's got some good things about it, like the flash zombies that come in and like a dude who's like opening his jacket to you to show his privates uh, blows, blows your mind. And you're like, oh, God, I can't see anything. Um, so like that, then Chet has had a really strong part of Steam VR and the Valve side of the build for VR and the introduction. Well, yeah, and, maybe I should so highlight it because I just, I just opened his, his Wikipedia page. So his, his occupation is a video game writer. So he's that's, a writer. That's what he's he a does. Great, he's a, he's writer. a great storyteller. He's, he's worked since, I mean, it's, it's like the works, the most notable works that he worked on in 2006, Portal. started with Half-Life 2, Episode 1, Portal, Half-Life 2, Episode yeah. 2, Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2, Portal 2, and Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Yeah. So 
close call. Very big. Yes. Very and big he's, a, he's a great storyteller. Yeah. Not a technical consultant, not somebody who speaks about what an experience is made. He's an amazing person to resonate people to the players and to the story of the video games that they're interacting with, which is why I'm extra critical to him because he should understand the importance of storytelling. So if you're now sharing publicly to the world a story of virtual reality that is nowhere near reflective of what it looks like today, I'm, 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 I'm throwing fists, right? Because I, I think it's important yeah. for everybody involved to understand it's like, look, these these are opinions that are are being shared. Yes, there's such a thing as VR discomfort. Yes, there's. A... Can you reiterate? Yeah, can you reiterate some of his yeah, main, main his, points? One of the is biggest it? main points he was is that virtual reality is still very uncomfortable as an experience overall. Um, he he kind of talked about a very obsolete term called C VR legs, right? Which is when you eventually get uh, uh, accustomed to virtual reality. It's it's silly. It's it's silly terms. Most people have it, and anyone who's saying that you can get over it is wrong. That's basically yeah. what he said. And it, he was so hard on those points. It wasn't like a, some people, it was like a no. If, if you're saying you can get over VR motion sickness, you're wrong. And, I'm, and he even said, I know I'm going to get a lot of bad comments yeah. about this, but you're wrong. Yeah. That, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It's engagement like, it's just, farming. It, it truly was. He's a storyteller. Yeah. He's a storyteller, and I think it's important that we start being... I hate the word gatekeeping because that's really not the intention. My my intention is look, if you're going to bring in critical feedback, if you're if you are going to propose value that's going to make the industry better, at least own a headset. At least have out updated, you know, aspects of virtual reality. Talk to the community, talk to the developers. First, where is your career in virtual reality at this moment? If you worked in virtual reality 15 years ago, you know, I'll give you a gold star. Yeah, you know, I'll give you your salute. Thank you for being a pioneer in that space. But you are obsolete. You need to give the, you know, the what what do they call it? The the mantle to to the next generation, right? That's that's part of emerging technologies. There, there's and, and you can kind of see what's happening in, in technology in, in, in VR right now. It's like all of these guys are being championed like they're still like the, the voice of virtual reality, but they abandoned virtual reality 10 plus years ago. Right. So why do we, I, I, I don't, I, I see what you're going Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, maybe I'm playing devil's advocate here a little bit, but I mean, I don't fully agree with the entire uh, statement, uh, Jose, but that scientifically he's not wrong about what he's saying that the term of VR, because what we're doing with virtual reality is we're tricking our brain into thinking that we're in a place and that tricking of the brain just like it is when you're for example driving a car or when you're on a boat or like these kind of things they can and your if your brain is being tricked it can react to that oh absolutely and if you're over that then you know you're indeed you that's the term i mean i don't like the term vr legs because yeah. it has nothing to do with your legs it has to do with the way that your brain is perceiving your environment correct so, so that means frame rate eye tracking you know limb uh, positioning the, the of eyes depth conditioning uh different portraying like all of those things and we don't have those problems solved we and we, we will we not do, have though. those problems so, I, I think no we, we do. don't we no no we, we don't have convergence <laughs> solved we don't have no like eye convergence okay, divergence. I get what you're we saying. don't have those kind of things so like but that's not what he's the, talking the, about i agree with well, you 100 because those, those so don't you think that those conversations comes... should be handled by somebody who's focused on if you're going to speak from a from a position of hey this is what's broken like you are 
I think it's important that if we are going to give, you know, a lot of, let's say, substance to those opinions, they need to be involved in our space. They need to be I, actively. I'm, I'm not, I don't think it's fair I'm not for arguing about. Yeah. I'm not arguing about whether other people should give that substance. I'm just mainly yeah. commenting on the scientific uh, connotation that that statement has. Absolutely. VR motion sickness is today still a real thing, and you yeah. can get over that by you know exposure, retraining your brain, and you know making sure that that is going. But there are specific parts of the VR puzzle that have not been solved. Oh, absolutely! In making virtual reality a more comfortable experience. A thousand percent. And, but but I mean, is that an issue for playing virtual reality? In my opinion, no. But there are still a lot of things that can be done in order to improve that. Uh, yeah. No, for example, only already yeah. we saw it already with the moving, you know, the moving screens and the moving lenses. You know, solving like that per perception, <laughs> convergence of the eyes, the way that the light hits the eyeball, like all of that. Different layers of the of your screens that are being activated in order to perceive depth where the light is actually coming. So there's a lot of things that can still be solved. Um, is that going to happen soon? No, I don't think so. But I, that's the there, there was yeah. a second major part to what uh, Chet was talking about, and I just wanted to kind of give that some airtime as well, guys. Which is when Facebook acquired Oculus and made such a dent in the industry, um, and they were paying for content, even when the content wasn't going to be able to stand up and survive as a business. Look at First Contact, for example, right? <clears throat> and I believe they had outside money as well. But if you start to create an ecosystem where the players, right, who are competing aren't playing by the same rules and the ones who are winning are actually lost leaders. In other words, they're not making the money back from what they invest. Take Asgard's Wrath 2 as an example. What was that, $80 million? Yeah. I mean, it's like there's some huge investment that's being put into the space. And he's talking about the kind of mainstream market being distorted as a result and the net negative effect that can have in the long run on VR. Um, so there were two kind of key, these were like two kind of key things that, that he had mentioned. And I would actually encourage people to go check out uh, Chet's posts, whether it's on YouTube or on okay. TikTok, because he, he does, he likes to open up about game dev and he's talked with, uh, a few other people like Will Smith, not Will Smith, the actor, Will Smith Love from him. the Foo show from but years ago that we might have tinkered Will with. Smith and not be the yeah. actor. Oh, he, get, he gets, he gets, I think he goes viral every time it. that. Uh... <laughs> Maybe awards show, yeah. punching people. And the white Will Smith, we'll call him. Um, and, and, and he like, it's really interesting to hear what they talk about, about game dev, about their con considerations. And to be honest, this is, it's really interesting. Everyone's kind of being very reactive to this. It's his TikTok on his thing that, you know, normally gets a couple hundred, maybe a couple thousand views. It doesn't usually go so kind of crazy viral. This has, it's obviously struck a nerve. Um, but one thing I wanted just to echo and repeat, and it's one of the reasons that we meet as a crew every couple of weeks, is that I think opinion is, is important. Yes. No matter where you are on the curve of the spectrum, whether you're sitting in that seat, I do agree with Jose on this, like as a someone who has a strong opinion, with a big microphone, but maybe isn't playing the game. You know, I, I, I'd in some walks of life put Rowdy in that seat uh, when it comes to VR. Doesn't play as much VR, doesn't create as much VR content as he did five years time, ago. Rowdy's not making you can videos still have, about like, ex, this is how VR is, bam. you know? 
that's yeah, but but, yep. but it's but again, whether he's writing a piece for a blog or recording a quick short TikTok to answer a question to his audience, it's his audience. It's his like like who are we to kind of dip into that and kind of like you know ring the shame Me. bell so all i'm saying is from an opinion point of view i think it's important to remember that where people are on a journey and he might come around again maybe he'll change his perspective in 5 years from now maybe not maybe he'll stick to his guns until he hits his grave but it's but still what the it point is i'm mentioning is this discourse yeah. is is really it's really good i really think it's important to like continue yeah. to challenge and prod and yes. poke and 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 you know express your own mm -hmm. opinion and feel good about yeah. that so that's all even if it's wrong like it's fine to be maybe you can't really be wrong with an opinion so i use the wrong word there but what i mean is fight it we're all on a different educational journey a different experiential path and you're going to want to say what you want to say whether you're in chat or in front of a microphone in front of a podcast uh i what i what i would like to encourage people to do as we walk into 2024 Listen to others' opinions, reflect and react to them, but just not witch hunt. That's yeah, the only that's... thing. Because I don't think we should. <laughs> I don't think we should go pulling someone down who's standing in front of uh, instead of their audience and <sighs> and expressing their opinion or express. And it happens. It yeah. happens to any creator as well, where the one thing you said along your journey all of a sudden explodes and everyone remembers you for that one little thing. I mean, the, that's the responsibility <laughs> that the person sharing that opinion Ballpark. should carry, right? I, I think it's, I, I fully agree with you. Like nobody sure. should ever go on a witch hunt, but it's also very important to highlight the biases when somebody has an opinion, right? Because that's what's happening in virtual reality right now is that there's a lot of people that say how an industry should be mirroring it's a brand new industry there's no such thing there's no historical data the only closest thing is the computer adoption story and even then when you look at the if you look at his the the, his, the historical story of how computers went mainstream we are already diverged like we are completely going a different path we didn't have gorilla tag when computers were, were coming out right so nobody knows we we're all in this Can together you imagine and we need to be aware of that. So if, if, if some guy who worked in the VR industry, yes, has his, you know, his badges of honor, it's important to listen yeah. to them. But it's also important to say, OK, well, this is my. Yeah, if, 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 if they're saying an aggressive statement, this is my aggressive rebuttal. You know, like, give me what you're doing to make that better. Are you talking to the people like like Rowdy mentioned? You know, we have, you know, LCD panels now that adjust to the to the eye user. Are you talking to those people or are you only talking? And, and once again, I love them. Or are you only talking to Will Smith from the Foo Show from almost 10 years ago? Right. A lot has come since then. Right. Like VR is here. The VR is mainstream. And all of the cool all the cool cats that are really sweating way more than me or way more like you know they're they're mm. they're out here and they're just unfortunately don't have those platforms and it's it's unfair that people with the bigger microphones are kind of saying how an industry should be i i don't think they're so i don't think their influence is necessarily un uh imbalanced because they got there for a reason but the effect that they can have i think is less then like what another point that chat was talking about was you know this whole idea of make someone sick they're not going to put the headset on again takes me back to my mom's example right it's like tried it once yeah. i'm what five years later still doesn't want to put a headset on so there's some merit to what they're saying but on the flip side and just to throw my hat in the ring uh, in terms of opinion like man i 
I want them to throw every hardcore makes you sick kind of thing at us, because what comes out of that, instead of kind of shackling development, what comes out of that is the natural path. It's like a it's like rainfall turning into a stream like the stream will happen like Gorilla Tag was going to happen naturally once that model hit the web somewhere because people would start feeding into it, finding, hey, this is a natural movement mechanism. It feels like I'm playing tag, you know, when I'm at the schoolyard from when I was back and I was eight years old, like that stuff is going to come out in the same way that Beat Saber did. But again, it comes back to experimental trials, getting through those users who can stomach stuff and then that model kind of going through cycles that develop and evolving. And I don't think the the talk of the industry is going to hurt us. <laughs> and I also don't think that um, making a poor decision as a developer is necessarily going to hurt us. It might hurt your studio. You might sink, right? Because of a bad decision you made on a game that you made. But all in all, what's going to end up happening is the experiments and the populace are going to lead to a path in that that evolution. But if we shackle it, it's going to slow the whole thing down. And that's the only thing that I'm, let's say, nervous about in this environment is I don't want someone saying, hey, we got to definitely put the shackles on. Because I think, for example, when Oculus launched the Rift and they had those three settings where they're like, oh, you got to write your game as comfortable or uncomfortable or whatever. I get what they were trying to do. I, I don't think that's the right way about doing it. I'm glad that's kind of died off now. Um, we got to find a way to like make people's initial experiences with VR positive, I, I love that. or do yeah. we? I th- do we? Do we? Can we make them sick the first time? I, I think that. we can. I, I'm with you. I, I just think we, what we should do is probably get, we should retire for 2024. The, the, any sentence of our industry should start, this is how VR should be. Because nobody knows what VR is or will be or is going to end up like. It, that's really what's happening is... Um, I saw one of the, the the responses that I wanted to to highlight to chat outside of mine was Dan from Cloudhead Games, where I, where he agreed oh, yeah. with him and he kind of used chat's opinion. Uh, Danny, Danny. Danny, yes, Danny, you mean. Um, yeah. He used chat's opinion to also have an opinion on something that personally he has a bias on, which is the Valve's Steam Store curation system. Right, where Dan used Chat's opinion to say, well, this is the reason why VR is hurting. It's because people can't find games that are made for VR in the VR store because there are 2D games that have VR support on it. And he personally feels that that's not a VR game. But it is. Oh, if, that's a fun exactly, debate. If the game is made for VR, I, I completely understand there's games with bad VR implementation that does not change the fact that it's a VR game. If you're in a VR headset, if you have the ability to use the controllers, even if it's an Xbox controller, if there is some type of input to the game, <laughs> it's is... a VR game. Virtual reality, nobody said, I, when you look at the definition of virtual reality, it doesn't say, virtual reality must mean that you must run around in the six foot space, da 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 Those well, are... It's more the quality of what you're looking for. If someone, like I saw Slime Rancher, for example, as a VR hi- a highlight during the VR, and I was like, oh I shit, like Slime, Slime Rancher's Rancher. got VR, yeah. but it's a DL support, you have to go through all these hoops, and it's not even the full game, it's a <sighs> shitty little experience that's not what i was hoping for totally so agree. someone who doesn't Raider. have Raider, that experience yeah. they might they might oh, be going into like oh this game has vr support yep. cool and then they go in and they're like this is terrible Correct. because they're showing not only like nobody you don't know 
the pistol whip and the synth riders from right. the slime ranchers and the tacked on VR. Yeah, support, I agree you know? with you, but the, unfor the, the sad part is that it is a VR game still. Like what you're talking about is quality and implementation. It is still a VR game. This reminds me a lot yeah. of early computer console to PC ports where when Microsoft started moving Xbox over to computers, Microsoft actually tried to stop gamers on PCs to not use their keyboards. They were forcing people to buy the Xbox controller for PC. Right, it was. St it's still a PC this game. Is a, this it, is a discussion about definitions, and yes, I, I I don't think there's a lot of value in that because if you if you for example say game, you yeah. know, then you know there's so many terms in it. Playing tic tac toe on the street yeah. is a game. Playing Half Life Alex, it's a game. You know, like it like it's just a definition of the game. But yeah. if you're talking about virtual reality game, the only thing you've added now it's like saying board game. Well, you know, a board game can be, you know, Monopoly or it can be this Dungeons and Dragons kind of thing with like, you know, like a, a bunch of other things. And it, it, it comes down to, you know, finding down those definitions and like going closer and closer up until you get a cluster of like kind of things that fits that better. And the deeper you go in those clusters, the smaller amount of things that you have. I would not call Half-Life Alex or any kind of Google Cardboard title. I wouldn't call those in the same cluster. They are virtual reality games, yes, but they not belong to the same cluster if you go deeper down. It's uh, like and, VR and game that's... versus VR supported game. Like yeah. I think there is a big difference in quality in those. And some people are expecting everything 100%. in VR to be VR quality. That's the problem. Like, the trouble yeah. is though, when you try to define on that sliding scale, you, you really, you have experiences that are a flat game that was converted to VR. And some of those experiences are better than a full fat VR yeah. game. Because there's just arguably. a lot of bad games out there. Yeah, that's the bad issue. That has issue. nothing to do with the, with the definition itself. Yep. And that's and what I'm also, saying is a little bit of a pointless discussion because yeah. you, you can put all of those things together in a category, but ultimately, what is the value of that category? There is, there is no value in there. Oh, that's science. So, Let's Unless revisit. Let's go further deeper down now, and break it down into that's different the point, things. That, that's the point I was trying to get at is that's what I meant by a bias, right? Because that opinion that we're talking about came from somebody who sells VR games, right? So he, and that's the point I was trying to say, it's like, wait a minute. So your problem is that you don't trust the community to surface up those sales, to surface up the best releases. You want somebody to have the baton to say, these are VR games. But that's not fair because that. What about those games? Like you mentioned, like the the Google Cardboards. What if there's a really wonderful cardboard experience that can compete? I, I know that probably don't exist, mm. but they can compete with maybe like a high level VR experience. Does that take away from it not being a VR game? But does it matter? Like, what is it? What does it matter it that the game is is titled a VR? I mean, maybe really maybe doesn't. I'm not no, understanding. No, no, I'm with but... you. We're both in agreement. Then. <laughs> It matters specifically when you're trying to nominate the game of the year. Oh. So let's go ahead and pivot into what's happening each of again? our pick of VR game of the year. We're still on the same Slido. I've put up the question. So audience, while we answer and we're going to go through this, I put the question in there. I'm not going to reveal the word pile until the end of our little spiel, but go ahead and put your uh, your game names in there for what you feel is your game of the year. Oh, okay. So that should be there. Show them on the. Does that have to be a game? That little question. Uh, oh. No, I mean, if you had a VR experience okay. and you want to put that in, feel free. 
um, you know, whatever it is, no judgment, no judgment, handy VR, whatever that was. <laughs> it's all good, Jose. Um, but let's go around the table. My, my, mine's super easy. I'm going to get it out of the way because everybody knows it. There's no surprise in it whatsoever. Uh, and again, some of you, Jose or Rowdy, might might tear me a new one for saying it because you're going to say maybe it's not a VR <laughs> game. But I fully feel my definition of a VR game of the year is a game that became playable in virtual reality. And basically that experience was first opened in 2023. So for me, it was specifically the Echoes update to No Man's Sky, PSVR 2. So it launched on PSVR 2 as a launch title. And honestly, out of the gates, it was kind of crummy. Very low resolution. I went in, spent, I don't know, 20 minutes and was like, feck this. And then one of their engineers went through the foveated rendering, made the game look absolutely gorgeous. And they brought us PSVR 2. Uh, this world that I could disappear into that blew away Skyrim, in my opinion. And I, I couldn't believe that. I, could, I didn't think there was going to be a game that could replace my beloved Skyrim. That was No Man's Unfortunately, Sky. Unfortunately, no it's Sky on PSVR not a specific. VR game. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, according to... It's a PC <laughs> game that got VR support. <laughs> not yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anyway, I'm looking forward to the next one. It'll be Light No Fire. Hopefully that gets uh, VR support. So that was mine. Um, who wants to go next with your VR game of the I'm year? I'm the one who wrote down games? that one Google Cardboard game. <laughs> Why is it? <sighs> so do you, you don't you don't want me to share it yet, right? The results were waiting a little longer or do you want me to? Uh, I'll, I'll push the button so you can. Uh, I think it's just showing the question right now. Is no, it? I can yeah, see it's the... Showing the, yeah, it's showing the. Oh, hold on. Back. Spoilers. There we go. Yeah, don't show it. <laughs> Anyone who wasn't already pump, pumping their. Uh, yeah, now we'll bring it over. Go to it live. Yeah, I think I would mind because it's it sounds like such a shill, but nothing I've played this year compares to the amount of hours I've put into Asgard's Wrath Two for now. Like such a shill. There's, I know it's so it's the obvious choice, but like you can even ask my husband. Usually, I'm not in VR actually that much, or I'll I'll go in, you know, try a little mixed reality experience or a VR game, and then I'm out in like less than an hour. But this one, I'll go. You know, I have to stop myself because I'm like, OK, you should probably be doing other things uh, or I'll go until the battery dies. So having that like hour break in between helps me charge my battery and also do something productive, like, <laughs> I don't know, cleaning or whatever. But there's just it's just so much. There's so much you can do. There's the story. There's the rifts. There's little side quests. There's little uh, like monster caves. There's chet, like unlo- a bunch of unlockable stuff. That's just it's, it's so much. Nothing I've played compares to it this year. It's insane. Yeah, now you're definitely not alone there. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people around around the horn calling it out. And I, I see why. I see why. I'm going to always rip them a hole for that intro, though. That's <laughs> uh, unforgivable. Um, slow. <laughs> it's so but it's so slow, Adam. You can't spend so many hours like. That's yeah, a, that's a, but I but I get where you're at. And I actually think that by the time I'm finished with that game, I'll probably be in a similar situation to you. That's the problem is I'm starting to see the hooks and the combat's kind of gotten fun and all that. You know, it's it's a really cool game. But the thing is, it's such it's unlike anything else at the moment because it's had so much attention. It feels like a am just going to use this term. It's a real game. It's like one of VR's real games. It's like a full fat VR game with as much content as you would expect um, and really just everything from the visuals to the combat to the 
things that you can find, the experiences, the scale of the world, all of those things. Um, I don't think it's going to be a game for everybody, but I can see why it's why it's your game of the year. Definitely. What about oh, you, Jose? Man, it's not a game, but it, it enables a lot of gaming. Uh, the Steam Link app. Um, the Steam Link app for wow. Meta um, has become my favorite application. Maybe because I was like, you know, I feel like I manifested it in a way. Um, so I was like actively waiting for it and they delivered exactly what I wanted. Foveated rendering using eye tracking uh, with PC VR um, and also the, the screen dimming. And that, that, that it just gives a fresh breath, a, a fresh air for PC VR games. Um, of course, virtual desktop exists, but it, it does require a little bit of, you know, a lot of uh, hmm. adjustments and fine tunement where the, the Steam Link app kind of made all that feel like magic almost. Um, it, it, it's so nice to have it just turn on and immediately connect to my computer. That, that's yeah. yeah. I'll tell you the number one thing with as a virtual desktop user for years, the thing that really still bugs me and they need a he needs to find a way to engineer around this. Like when I connect to my machine and it goes, oh, wait, I need to do an update and disappears for like two minutes. And you're like, hello, oh, uh, yeah. I wanted like, what happened? to do something like half the time. That's my experience. Yeah. Whereas with Steam Link, it's like it's immediate. so immediate. Right. right. It's the difference between, I don't know, like a PlayStation. Don't think this is my recommendation now, but the PlayStation Portal and having a Steam Deck that connects through Chiaki to your PS5. Like that's the it's the difference of just smooth integration and being able to pick up and play like immediately. And we're all tuned to kind of immediate delivery now um, with Ubers and every TikTok and everything else. Good yeah. pick, though. Really cool pick because it, it's also supportive of the direction that we're yes. going, which is great, which is game anywhere in the way you want, in the headset that you want. And with partnerships that matter, that partnership is yeah. really cool. One of the, honestly, uh, the most important, right. in my opinion, of the year. But yeah. Cool pick. Not one I expected, but very cool. Um, Rowdy, what about you? Um, I mean, maybe I'll go for the less obvious pick. Um, I mean, maybe it's still a kind of obvious pick, but like, I think Bruisers is probably a oh. game in there that I think, you know, switched things up a little bit, did things a little bit different, uh, which I always appreciate, you know, like just, you know, shaking the bucket a little bit, like uh, making sure that uh, just taking a different approach. Um, I, I really appreciate that just in general. And it's a community yeah. game, right? Like it's a game that grows because of the community behind it, which I think is pretty awesome. Well, very good. Well, let's see what the community did see. I love Breachers, but that's such a oh that's an honorable mention title. There's so many things in here, um, things that aren't game of the year that are just so incredible this year. I mean, this year, Gran Turismo 7 got me. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show the results and then I can talk about the honorable mentions and things that I just have to talk about. But uh Rowdy, did you freaking ruin this poll? <laughs> it was looking pretty bad. It was already in the top lead when, uh, when oh, I added okay. it. Uh-huh. It was the one Google Cardboard game was showing the smack on screen. I think it's I think it's fixed itself now. The Horizon World's legs update. Who the feck do we have in the audience? Oh my Mark's god. Okay, so me here. Games from so before got this year. That one Google Cardboard game. All right, Horizon yeah. World's legs update. Asgard's Wrath 2, Steam Link, so clearly not the only one, Jose, uh, PC VR Mods, Gran Turismo 7, Assassin's Creed Nexus, Breachers, nice. No Man's Sky, Pillow. Those are the ones yeah. coming up with the biggest <laughs> names in there. Yeah, it's the, it's the AR like yeah, yeah. game where you play it laying down, but that one's from, interesting. Yeah. Like, I kind of want to try it. It's from Rosado. Yeah, yeah I'm trying it tomorrow. Hello, yes. Well, 
the thing the thing I didn't like about it is there was another game uh, that's a sky browser. God, I wish I knew the name of it now. Uh, where your ceiling opens up to the stars, and it was such an amazing VR experience. Stargazer or Skygazer, one of those two. And I didn't like the fact that Pillow basically stole that idea and just repurposed it. So I, I need to go and try it myself to just see if I can be like, okay, you have enough meat on the bone. You didn't just steal someone else's awesome idea. Um, Rosado's... Rosado? Lucas, no. Lucas, Lucas, Lucas Rosado, Rosado, yeah. Lucas Rosado, right? Yeah, I thought, sorry, I was, thought I was trying oh, to make me, him into yeah. a pasta dish there. <laughs> but um, like... He, he can be a little bit acidic at times. And so I have a kind of a hot and cold relationship with that guy. But we've had him on the podcast before. And um, he's done some pretty cool projects. And he's also another one of those self-starter types who, who lights fires and makes them burn. So I like that about him. So, um, yeah, really keen to, to, to try it. But uh, that's Pillow. And then is the Legs update just out? Wasn't it just released like last week or so well they released legs in the in meta for the characters and then to horizon recently oh no no it, it came didn't it just come to the um home, right the home and so developers like for example the cabin those characters mm -hmm. might have legs or golf plus might have legs at some point soon but i think they have to implement so there's still some dev time needed uh that's pretty cool anything else there on that map that you guys are seeing i'm seeing the prey dog uh yeah. vertigo 2 no, sorry resident evil 4 Matt. Vertigo I see two? some of my employees are trolling me. I saw Eros tour there. Like I, I mentioned that last podcast. Like I don't know if you guys are on TikTok, but or, or on Instagram Reels, but like virtual like concerts being seen in VR are are actually yeah. trending quite a bit. Like I saw somebody watching. Um, the, yeah, the, the my my employees like my my COO and a few others like the the, the Taylor Swift concerts in VR. And there's another it was one, like a Black Pink. Black thing, Pink, yep. And that that was a Horizon Worlds official venue. And that one, like that, that one had numbers. It was a people on on TikTok being like, "Hey guys, join me in Horizon Worlds!" Like people completely outside of the VR industry. These are just you know, uh, TikTok people. Sponsored. That's a good point. Have to look. I really like there. There's one listed there. Vampire Survivors played in virtual desktop. Mm. Honestly, playing that on a massive screen is super cool. I've done it, and they just came out with a um, a new mode to their game that kind of adds like a story element to it which is really cool but the crossover with among us is something that if you're a vampire survivors fan you should go get that dlc because it's really cool you get you basically get the among us characters in the game in a map that looks like one of the among us maps and it's just like i won't spoil any of it but the the bad guys and everything in that are super super fun so all right well it looks like the community's pick of what's your vr game of the year 2023 was that one Google Cardboard game. Thank you, Rowdy. For Good job, everybody. I'm so proud. Good job. I, I really well, I need to play that one. Boat. I hope there's a Google, there's a Google employee there like, yes. I had to mention a couple of things that I thought were just really, really worthwhile um, this year. So one of them. So GT7 is such a I've spent like 500 bucks just on like a bucket seed and the converter for my old wheel. And like, I was fighting to not play Gran Turismo. That's amazing. Dungeons of Eternity, we mentioned before. Resident Evil 8. Ghost Signal, real indie title. Some of you haven't played um, like FTL in a couple of years and you want something to scratch that itch. That's really cool. Ghost Signal by Fast Travel is amazing. Demio Battles is recent. I still think Battles should have been part of the proper Demio. I think having it as a separate game is a mistake, personally. T for God, for those who, who just got a Quest 3 and they're like, what can I play? That's amazing. T for God is an incredible experience. 
Uh, and finally, Garden of the Sea. Garden of the Sea was uh, on PSVR 2. Probably my favorite game for the first, like, four months. I still haven't beaten it, but it's... If you love, like, the cute, adorable side of Pokemon, but that's still got a real cool core game, that game's exploratory, and it's really, really nice. So go try that out. Synapse. There you go. Bunch of others in, in there uh, talking in chat about this as well. Uh, cool. Also, we had a good time in Horizon Worlds. Oh, my God. That uh, Halloween experience, whatever that was called. The crow. What was it called? Horizon High? Kind of high school thing. High school ghostbusting without the Ghostbusters copyright. <laughs> Better than the actual Ghostbusters IP. <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to shut down that poll. We're going to move over to a we're going to come back to the questions that are on this Slido. And we're going to move to another one. So go back to Slido and go to F Reality 2. Oh, so it's F Reality 2 instead. And I'm going to go ahead and admin jump back there. And we're going to go to the next question. I'll tell you what it is. So you can think about it while we're getting it ready. Is it F Reality 2? Um, F Reality 2. Yeah, so the, the, the number 2. Um, so the first, so the, the question here is, uh, One Wish Genie, how would you improve VR or MR? So you get one wish, the Genie will grant you just one. And how would you choose to improve VR or MR? And I'm going to try to hide the results this time so you don't see the pile growing. And uh, we'll see what people come up with. That'll be kind of interesting. Way this spell yeah, spelling counts in Slido because mm -hmm. <laughs> you can definitely see it coming through. Uh, okay, submitting my little piece there. If you're there with our audio, thanks for putting up with us through these uh, questions. Well, we're going to start to show off the uh, pile here just in a short minute. So again, that's Slido F Reality 2 to get in. Go ahead and answer the question of if a genie magically appeared, gave you one wish, how would you choose to improve VR, MR, any of all that in our industry? Curious to see what kind of comes through. All right, I'm re I just read Haptic Underpants. That's a good one. Spoiler. Um, that wasn't me, though. I feel like that should have been me. I felt like that might have been you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. There's some there's even some scarier options coming through here. You guys are great. I love it when the audience really dips in, gives us their real answers. Very good. I think that one was mine that you saw. We'll see. Was it here? I'm going to go ahead and show the results here now so we can see them as they're growing on screen. Um, I saw AI holodeck. I saw field of view and wild, wild wider field of view. I saw spinal connection. I don't think that's Rowdy's one. It's mine. It's mine. You said mine. Right? <laughs> oh God, lower cost. Yeah. That's. I actually think lower cost is a really important thing, just to get VR out to more people. I still think that you know the fact that we're almost oh ten years girl, in. Man. Why don't we have VR in hospitals more? I think that's a really important. Like, that just feels like a humanitarian. Yes miss yeah. right now it, we that's need that. what i wrote as better retail experience i think we need better uh, ways to get people introduced to vr that's exactly what i was trying to get at yeah that's a good one we had daisy vr i know i've Ooh. been begging for that for a few years someone else is kind of like me that way or you know a daisy like vr no more metaverse <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll, I'll tip a glass to that one triple um, a content yeah i think we just got we got some 
Could use more. Could always use more of that. 8K HDR. 8K HDR. Yeah. I I'm I'm I like I was not an HDR guy before PSVR 2. Now I am. I am an OLED and an HDR guy. And 120 hertz. Thank you very much. I'll have all Ooh, of that. I like Thank that you. One. Huge. A bigger, <laughs> a bigger, heavier Pimax HMD. <laughs> Please, God, no. Think of the children, uh, someone has said. Micro OLED. What's the benefit of a micro OLED over standard OLED? They're miniature. Um, because they're smaller uh, LEDs, I guess, they, you get much higher uh, color gamuts, so you can show more. Hmm. Okay. Uh, less gaming emphasis. I think that's actually a really good one. Um, I think Apple will help there, along with the developers who were trying to mop up behind uh, behind Apple. Like if you're a Quest 2 level developer, um, your non-gaming app might do very, very well in the new year because people will go, oh, look at that pretty Apple Vision Pro, and they'll go buy a Quest 2 instead, pick that up mm. and buy your app. I think inversely, gonna... we might also see more people yes. who are their first experiences with Apple and they're like, oh, but I want controllers or games. So then they'll be like, oh, the Quest is there for that. So then we might see more developers on the Quest because they can't get what they want out of Apple or what they were expecting, maybe. Maybe. That's a good point. And the opposite, too. I'm yeah. more excited about the people who are in the opposite. Like, that's... I, I'm really excited about the people that are like, oh, I want, you know, all the... All the tech demos that we see with the Quest 3 where people are actually pretending that they have like a bunch of screens running at like 10 frames a second. Like, I want to see people who actually want to do that at full on, you know, computing uh, speeds and, and, and see those those software applications in VR. Uh, very good. Anything else out there that you guys are seeing? My screen's a little small, so. Less friction. I don't know if you read that one, but that's a, yeah, good, one. a good one. That's a big problem everywhere. AI holodeck yeah, is very exciting, uh, interesting, whoever wrote that, right? Oh, AI holodeck. Oh, I must have misread that. That's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Uh, the Prey Dog UEVR. Yeah, definitely. Bring that. As soon as you can bring, like, so much more content in through, that Wait, would be great. I've, I've heard very good things Real quick, about that. this guy had, a, you had the opportunity to make a wish to the genie, and you just told him to do the injector just for Unreal Engine. You should have said Prey Dog for every single engine. Like, you have a genie. Oh, no. like, what? <laughs> I know some of these people are very self-limiting, yeah. like 8, 8K. Why not 20K? Why not 100K? You know, give it's us give full body tracking. <laughs> yeah, some people. Well, some people, and it's been moderated out, so I'm going to apologize on behalf of whoever built Slido. But AAA porn has been moderated out. Oh, uh, <laughs> was that bigger than along with content? <laughs> I don't know. Along with 8K HDR for some reason. That's weird. That word's moderation there. Offensive. Um, AZ VR. Oh, yeah. No, actually, there's a... That's so funny. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot more. <laughs> there's a lot of porn recommendations oh, in there. Fun ones, that's though. funny. You can read them out, at least. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, let's see. We've got porn, more comfort, uh, MR porn, one click and it's on, less friction, better form mm. factor. Uh, MR porn, so she's in my room. God, this I is wonder. Thirsty people. Uh, better retail experience that we said that already. What else is here that I haven't seen? That's pretty much it. The problem is there's a word filter, and I think I forgot to switch it off. Sorry, I normally turn that stuff off. Um, okay, that's good. Let's move on to the next question, I think. We'll lock that one down. Um, chat is clearly showing their hand uh, with that one. The next one is going to be this. What cool things... This one's clearly written for Rowdy. What cool things have you done with AI and LLMs? 
those language models have been keeping you warm at night. So what cool things have you done with AI and LLMs? This is a, a good future for VR because like we had alluded to in the last genie question, there's a chance that before long we'll be able to type a little prompt out and jump into a world. I can't wait. Could that be a year from now? Maybe at the rate at which things have progressed this year. Be pretty cool. All right, I'm currently hiding the answers, but there are some coming through now, so keep tapping away. Cool things that you've done with AI and LLMs, and if you have multiple answers, feel free to enter multiple prompts. No you can pop in as many as you like. That's true for the rest of these questions, by the way. I, I, I do need to mention, maybe <laughs> real quick, that I need to run in like 10 minutes. I don't know if we'll be able to uh, finalize before then, but uh, otherwise I'm going to have to leave it running. Or quest. That's okay. Um, we can just turn your camera off if possible. No. Is that possible? No. Um, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We have 10 minutes to think about it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, all you got to do is bring Craig in. We'll just replace Rowdy's spot with Craig. Will that work? I guess we'll try it. We'll see what happens. No, maybe. Rush it. <laughs> I don't know much at the end other than the question, so we'll just... We'll run through the questions in 10. I, I can, I can leave okay, it what open we got? otherwise. Nothing? <laughs> yeah, that's a big nothing. What cool things have you done? Yeah, that feels like me. I haven't done very much. I've created some artwork. Someone got handed nuclear launch codes. <laughs> made work easier. That's very generic. I created an AI VTuber. Ooh, okay, that's, that's cool. Wait. Is that someone I know? Might be someone I know. Uh, concept generation for a VR game. Yeah, that's a good one. That's cool. A lot of people uses it for uh, for rough drafting, skyboxing, and Re stuff. Replaced my assistant. Mm. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Analog processors, AI therapy. Ooh. What is AI therapy? Is well, that where you talk to one. an AI for a for a friend? Uh -huh. Yeah. That's pretty good. Built a chatbot. Okay, okay. I'm going to curtail that. We're going to keep these short. Handed nuclear launch there. codes. You missed that one. That, that was good. <laughs> on, the, on the back Oops. of a bike. <laughs> All right. Next one. This is really a wrap-up from this current year. I know Adam's answer. What VR game are you still trying to beat? What VR game are you still trying to beat? And I'm going to go ahead and leave that running. Let's let it populate. I'll leave it showing. People can see it. I think it's. Yeah, I think it's good. I don't want to Monaco do that. Monaco 2. Yeah, we'll go for a different one. <laughs> it's actually true, so I'm not actually not lying. Hmm. Well, I could do multiple, right? So you can do multiple. Fire away. Um, wow, Asgard's Wrath <laughs> 1 is popping out. A lot of people are trying to do the catch up. With I never, the original. Yeah, I tried to do I tried to do it before two, but I never finished it. And then I was kind of like, well, I'm in two now. There's no way I could do one and two at the same time. It's like impossible. <laughs> Looks like we've got Anton in chat because yeah, my meat is showing up. Bigger, bigger too. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps getting. Yes, getting bigger filters. <laughs> We got Half-Life Alex, Lone Echo 2, Assassin's Creed, Drunken Bar Fight. 
No, you could be drunk in bar fights. That's, that's what I'm trying oh, to figure out myself, too. <laughs> a lot of beating going on there. Oh, beating, yeah. right. Yeah, I got it. Uh, <laughs> Kronos? Yeah, I still haven't beaten that. I'm not going to beat that game. I've given up. It's an old third-person game. Okay. You got Red Matter 2 in there. Yeah, so a lot of Into the Radius is another tough mm. one. Saints and Sinners, that's another good one. Either the first or the second. Light Brigade. Derail Valley, I bet that is tough. That uh, sounds difficult. We've got Alex, What the Bat. 420 Blaze It, my mom. <laughs> very, very nice. Beating your mother over the holidays. Okay. Good. All right, well, well, we'll go ahead and cap that one. We've got three more then. Let's go ahead and uh, deactivate that poll. Go ahead and lock it. And what we could do right. is if uh, Rowdy leaves, I can just keep it on the media scene and then just shuffle things live old fashioned style. Yeah. And just have okay. a box. Pretend no Rowdy's worries. there. That's a, I, I always pretend Rowdy's there. <laughs> the little Rowdy on your shoulder. <laughs> That's right. All the time. All right. So we're going to hop over to the third one of these. So it's going to be F Reality 3 this time. Okay. That's F Reality 3 with the third set of three questions, and then that'll have us done. So what we've done so far is we've done past, which was looking back at 2023. We've done present, which is what you're trying to keep up with and all that kind of stuff. And next is future. There's three things uh, for future. So we go ahead and throw up the question. I'll ask it out here. Uh, who should people tune into, obviously other than us, in 2024? So... Whether it's podcasts, YouTubes, TikToks, doesn't matter. Whatever it is, even social media accounts. There's someone who you really appreciated over the last year or just recently got to know them. Go ahead and check that in there. And we're going to uh, we're going to get to see it. So throw us your best recommendation that you've got. from the last year is gone. I need to see a reality in here. I'm going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He distorts every feckin' one, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep on doing that. <laughs> All right. So we're answering the question, who should people tune into in 2024? Uh, anyone who you've got? God, there's so oh, many good yeah. um, like comedians out there as well who I'm really, really into. But obviously the answer is coming very, very VR centric. Feel free to promote yourself in there if you've got a channel yourself and you want to do something fun. It's all good. We always like to give this, give some, um, give some attention to people who haven't been there before. So I'll call some out. Uh, so F reality because Rowdy flummoxed the whole yeah. thing is their center stage. We've got VR Crewcast, uh, GT and his boys. We've got Beardo Benjo, who was recently nominated and awarded uh, Best Creator for the Year uh, by the VR Game Awards. Bunch of others in here. A uh, favorite of mine. I saw Between Realities. We saw, sadly, it's Bradley. Uh, Alex Jones is in there. Uh, <laughs> Otter Worldly. Been seeing her beaten saber uh, for so long. We got Prey Dog for some reason creeping in there. <laughs> Uh, remember to tune the in content to creators. He's a content creator. Rowdy, or... Rowdy's insurance company CEO. Yep. 
Doesn't have to be VR related. It could be something else. Trump's there. Yeah, he's, he's still trying hard. Uh, VR and all that jazz. That's the companion yes. to F Reality Podcast. <laughs> jazz. Jazz and jazz. Jazzing it up. Low fun VR. Flat to VR. Rezol's in there. Our biggest donator of the year, I believe. Recentered, I haven't heard of before. Does anyone else know Recentered? The VR podcast? Mm. Sounds like know. it. Q2C. We got Tribe, Grey Wolf, suck. and Jordy. Don't know Jordy. Um, YouTuber, I believe. Who else we got? Mateo's in there. And who have I missed? Genghis? Yes, I love Genghis. Of course, the crazy, shocking content gal. Safe recoveries. Yeah, yeah, safe recoveries to Genghis. Like, <laughs> what, what happened to her? Did she get Broke hurt? The, feet yeah, saber. Feet saber. Like... <laughs> It, she just like twisted something wrong when she was doing Feet Saber, and then oh. uh, she's back making TikToks where she's a one-legged pirate in a Wait, was it actually, VR pirate experience. Was it actually Feet Saber huh? that she was playing? It was Feet Saber. Oh yeah, she had posted a video of how she broke it. Oh, I saw that video. Well, it's, not, it's not a graphic yeah. video, yeah, but that did it. Oof. Yeah, jeez. There's loads of stuff in there. Um, Boz. Boz makes his own content, yeah. right? He has a podcast where he invites people. He also does photography. If you didn't check out Boz's photography yet. That's another option you definitely have. You can go and check that out. Um, Virtual Insider. Oh, Voodoo DE. I know Voodoo. Good lad. We got Tyrael Wolf and a few others. Mysticals there been mentioned in chat. Uh, I saw Kaz and Cherry mentioned. Uh, Recentered is Gary's podcast from VR Roundtable. VR Roundtable, that's an old one. For those who didn't already know it, go back and watch a couple of shows. Very, very good. Okay. Excellent. Well, I'm going to freeze it there. Uh, thank you very much for your recommendations. Giving shout outs to everybody who you love out there in the environment, yeah. including, tr including Trump. You know, hey. he's in there. Um, it's an opinion. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> got their, their thing. It's fine. I just think it's funny that he's trying, <laughs> he's trying again. I think he should have given up by now. Um, okay, so let's go on to the next question. So, so the next poll will be uh, this one's very inwardly centered. Okay. I'm going to hide the results here for a second so you feel free to speak Ooh. your mind. This is how could F Reality Podcast improve? We first asked this on the very, very first Slido. And they said, uh, I think they said something along the lines of more guests. And then they said, um, bring in females. So I think we did some of that in the years that followed. We, we tried to follow through. We got a guest. Fe yeah, that's right. A permanent guest female. Just so we right. can say that we do it, did it in 2023. <laughs> that's that's right that was it that was it you're out now adam sorry get out of here um and and so like we, we we've trialed something there just uh last podcast uh with anton on and um i actually almost nearly wrote him a question here but i thought anton was was a fantastic guest so really looking to kind of do a little bit more with that formula next year so that is definitely on the plan for us to do guests and and all of that. But I'm curious about other things that you'd like to see us either do or not do. Again, this is your one time every year to kind of give us a bit of feedback. So it's good. Oh, God. Um, I'm glad someone I can't said make the yet. show longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The people want. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Oh. I'm, I, clearly, that's not Rowdy texting in, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, show longer. He would be the uh, too long guy. Shorter intro chat is actually something I'm trying to engineer. Um, we are trying to get there. More guests is appearing front and center. Live show. It is a live show. What? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, we've got a, 
We've got a shadow in Rowdy's scene. And <laughs> it's so funny, the shadow of the shadow of Rowdy. It's like the um uh the tur what was it, the Turin of Christ or whatever, his like it, it, you know, on the on the on the cloth. Less serious. Uh what do we got? Game keys. Oh boy. Um Oh, an in-person show. Oh, I, man, I'd love us to be able to do that. Awesome. We're we're kind of scattered. Cool. It'd be really, really, really yeah, good. Right really good to do an in-person show with this cast um almost made it made it happen in 2023 we'll try to do that for you if we can change the time okay if you're interested in time changes let us know in chat what you're looking for um we're sitting in a, in a particular spot all right adam you can get up at 2 a.m that's uh -huh. fine um <laughs> the stream from the metaverse is probably something we, we probably wouldn't end up doing and uh replace all the cast with boobs Right. Well, that's, that's a, a different kind of channel entirely. Yeah. It should be our April first one, and then we can also run the Home Depot intro. Where <laughs> replace this. the Home Depot. I posted on Twitter. That's yeah, where um, I changed. Someone said that our intro looks kind of like a, it could be a hardware oh, store yeah. thing, so I just put the Home Depot theme song over it, and it worked. <laughs> so and I was a little sad about it. This <laughs> was pretty good. Well, it's on Twitter. Just scroll down on our every. Could, could be a re re revenue stream for uh, for 2024 then. Yeah. Very good. Well, it sounds like guests is uh, interesting, which is uh, which is good. I'm going to go ahead and lock that one and move on to the next then. Um, which is. Who do you want on as guests next Ooh, year? That's going to be on. our question. So give us some ideas if you have any people you think would be the right fit for the show. You want to get on? I particularly like <laughs> like right, the first one, Alex Jones. I want to debate him. Um, it would be an interesting yeah. cast for sure, but I don't know if he knows much about I'll match his energy. Oh, oh God. Oh God. Okay. Rowdy's insurance. <laughs> this is the part where the podcast goes right off the deep end. Skiva is a cool one. Definitely a cool guy. Actually, a huge shout out to Skiva. One of the things my wife got uh, for for uh, uh, for Christmas was a license to chat GPT with the visual engine, kind of like a replacement for mid journey, you could call it. Uh, and he spent some quality time uh, with my wife, kind of teaching her the ropes. So oh, appreciate nice. that. Even, She's like, been in bed, like doing prompts, like every night, like on the couch, like everywhere. She's just doing prompt entry and creation. So totally infatuated with that stuff now. And before Neos was got weird, he also did all kinds of nice, like Neos tours for a bunch of people. Like so, such a nice oh, guy. Yeah. So grateful. I missed that. What's the replacement for Neos called again? <laughs> Jose no. knows. Resonite. 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 Yeah. Resonite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's so good. Sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> I have to try it. That's like a Pokemon. There's so much to talk about oh, Resonite that I, I probably wouldn't finish if I if I start talking about it. Yeah, but definitely if you haven't checked them out, uh, we, Alex and Skiva put on a great show with Between Realities. I think last year I gave that my kind of favorite, my second favorite podcast of the year, taking a tip from Monkey Island. <laughs> uh, so there's Bobby Lee, who loves VR. Uh, we got Tom Segura. Oh, Segura's man. great. Oh, man, we, there's cool. no way we'd ever land Segura, but <laughs> I'll cool. send him a message Zach. in Spanish. I'll be like, hey, Thomas. <laughs> man, Riz Darby is definitely the guy from Down Under who voiced part of the Alex, uh, Half-Life Alex track. He was the oh. grandpa uncle character who was kind of comedic. Uh, it would be so cool to get what him does in. Why the camera <laughs> want to be a guest for me? <laughs> this is all you get. <laughs> Nimzoni, uh, Thomas Vandenberg, uh, who was from, I think, Painting VR. Alex Jones is here again. We've got Zuck, Trump, Chet, 
I would love to bring Chad yeah. on for a conversation uh, because I think it's a real diametric like opposition that we have like between uh, some of our views yeah. and his. It might be quite different. I'd love to have um, Denny on again and a few others. Bradley. Um, they're, they're, yeah. Yeah, yes. Bradley. Uh, that's another love good that one. Beardo Bancho, too. He doesn't come out of a shell that often, so it would be like to bring him around. Trail Seeker as well. Again, would totally do it. Um, Carmack. We've tried to get Carmack in the past, years past, probably Proofy one we tried a few times. Um, Gabe, again, probably not going to happen. I appreciate you uh, suggesting the idea there. Anything else popping up that I'm missing? No man Weekly and short. <laughs> Some people are stuck on previous questions. Yeah. My mom, she died 15 years ago. Well, so we're going to have to commune with the, with the dead uh, for Ooh, Ouija boards. Guests. <laughs> Does somebody make a VR experience of her before she? Oh, no. <laughs> 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 yeah it's yeah. been done and it's been done no, that's great that's very good how's it going and we got skiva in chat as well hey thanks Skeev. appreciate love it skiva. um oh much love dude uh that has been he's, he's made our our holidays here zuckerberg and bringing mark on would be cool honestly if we could land him that'd be such a cool thing that'd be a long um, episode it would it would it could be it could be a very short episode depending <laughs> uh <laughs> get pulled offline um but i would be so up for that okay uh, the vertigo guy again i know we've had him here before so might want to tap him again maybe once he uh he launches on psvr2 i know that was that was a little bit delayed sweet viver i saw god he's been that's a that's an old yeah. name if he's still around if he's I support supporting something nathy i'd love to get both nathy and mike back at some cool. point for a kind of a a quick chat just with them would be cool. In particular, when maybe Rowdy and I weren't here to kind of get the mix in there, that'd be kind of fun. I think would be uh, interesting to do that or do them both, both one at a time or something. Giggity. All right, I'm gonna lock that. That looks pretty cool. Uh, looks like Skiva just took center before we uh, before we locked it. Good yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> of the year. People have uh, to honestly bring him <laughs> in. As a guest for the next grandfather year. of VR, the grandfather, the godfather of VR. So I call, that I call, old? I, I call him the godfather <laughs> of VR. <laughs> He's just very yes. tall. That's the thing. Every single time, I'm like, you ever walk into a room with somebody and you get a kind of funny mm -hmm. feeling? I get a funny feeling because I'm like, I know I'm going to get lifted up out of the air. Like I'm going to be a three year old again, and he's just going to pick me up. Um, Pretty safe every time, feeling. Every it's time. like I, I don't know. I feel very protected around yeah. Skiva. I'm like, oh, Skiva's here. Everything's yeah. going to be fine. <laughs> Such a gentle giant, mm -hmm. that guy. Uh, unless he doesn't want to be, and then, oh. and then things can happen. So, um, all right. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and stop there. I'm going to go back, Adam, back to um, the first, the very, very first one where we had the questions. Okay. okay. We're going to take some questions, and then that will be us for today. So we're going to go ahead back to, I'm going to the Q&A. I'm going to just go through, I don't know, top 10 or as many as we can get through without boring you guys to tears. So it's, again, at Slido dot com slash f reality you posted a question into one of the other two then post it again back into this one this is like our container there's 17 questions there um you should be able to see it there i'm gonna go ahead and just open these up there's been minimal upvoting so it's a lot of kind of random questions okay and i'm gonna go ahead and just read down the list for some reason it isn't organized on my side i don't know why uh the first one up uh from anonymous it is uh, why <laughs> why is this? Adam? That's so funny. Did you write this? Why is Adam the best F reality member? Question to everyone except Adam. Oh, well, I'll tell you because she puts up with my shit every intro. Oh, That's man. probably my answer to that one. Best uh, best thumbnail game in the podcasting game. Like, honestly, 
Nobody does it better than Adam. Oh. Like I see, I said, listen, I, I'm willing to throw, to to shoot those shots. Like any VR podcast cannot hold a candle to Adam Bombadi. Period. Besides, <laughs> there you go, there you go. Next up, and this one Adam is allowed to participate in. What is your unpopular VR opinion? Jose's primarily got unpopular yeah, that's VR all I opinions, am. but <laughs> I have this one, and one of my Slido responses is that we should be mindful that they're like kids are going to be the biggest adopter of VR, so we shouldn't necessarily be in our own bubbles of millennial, you know, or oldness. Yeah. So we got to they're they're be, they're going to be the ones that are going to be pushing VR forward. So we really have to not not that we necessarily have to make kid centric things, but just be mindful that target audience is going to change to a younger demographic that be more that might be more plastic and flexible and pass the baton um, or we'll rip it off <laughs> well i don't know about that extreme <laughs> but but just just being mindful yeah <laughs> so more yeah, more good. kids i hate to say it, i don't like playing with kids i agree with most people but uh, kids are still going to be important yes. to the growth of vr yeah. definitely is especially from the development side like them just getting into it learning they can build a world and then building worlds that we want to be be, be part of you don't necessarily have to crew up with them in breachers fun fun right. fact even though it's not a vr game lethal company the big game that you've been seeing everywhere yeah. the scp one that was yeah. made by a 21 year old who learned to game dev from roblox <laughs> yeah seriously one de- one 21 year old from roblox love to see it yep uh, that makes me so happy that slightly reminds me of zach from 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 vertigo which is just Insane. like there's just so much talent in some people it's crazy um uh, and speaking of talent Jose, what's your uh, what's your unpopular? I, uh, Adam opinion? completely. Adam completely out. nuked out my opinions. Like I, I am okay. be here, like one billion percent behind what Adam just said. It's true. Like, I, and I really mean it. Like, if, even if it sounds aggressive, like we need to 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 trust the the generation after us, and we should stay quiet. Let them let them break the stuff, and we fix it. And that's how we're gonna get to the mainstream. Yeah. Um. God, well, I certainly love the kids and all that, but uh, I don't know what my unpopular opinion would be. I, again, like you, Jose, I tend to have unpopular opinions <laughs> when it comes to stuff like Medal of Honor or Asgard's Wrath and stuff like that. But I think my my unpopular opinion would be that uh, take the safety off, like take mm. the feckin' safety off and fix your goddamn stores because it's not fair on indies to get their stuff shown. We do curation. I think curation to some extent is important. But honestly, I look at the Quest store today and I can't find anything. As a new person who's like trying, like remembering what the Rift store used to be, what Oculus Share used to be, finding that new experience, which I haven't seen before, I just keep running across the same stuff. And it's like, I don't believe the stores are working in the interest of developers right now. And I'm not going to try to re-engineer it. But I think it's broken. I think VR stores at the moment are broken and they need fixing. That's my uh, my current opinion. Uh, next up, bets on when Deckard will launch. This is Valve's potentially wireless competitor to oh. Quest. Deckard, when will it launch? Month th- and year. I thought I was Fire. supposed to say well, unpopular opinions. That was the last question. <laughs> yeah. um, not for another five years. Not for another five yeah. years. I heard 500, and no, I was thinking five, that was five, a little five. long. I would say five. Five. Five years. Adam, mm. is it coming? Uh, 
You know what? I, I'll go. I'll go sooner. I, I really don't think it'll be sooner, but I'll go three years. That's going to be one. my and just to be different. Although I think, yeah, I, I'm trying You're to count the years? other editions of renditions of Steam decks we're going to go through before we get. I'm going to go aggressive. I'm a Steam Deck aficionado now. I'm a feckin' lover of that, and I think holiday next year would be the perfect time for Valve to come in, not lose the steam that they had. Ha <laughs> ha, the steam they had from the index, and absolutely make a bid on it what i'm talking about is so deckard being essentially equivalent to a steam deck but a vr headset so you're wearing it and probably with the steam full steam deck functionality yeah. baked into Same that CPU. as well i'd love to see that i i, I holiday I, next year i would say an announcement next year i can i can meet you halfway on that i was i can definitely oh, see wait wait you're at five oh, years and, and then you no, come to all the be way fair, there they, they technically announced the deckard when the <laughs> apple vision pro got announced so i think we'll probably see more of a teaser related to that but i don't see that headset between yeah. honestly maybe adams is closer than all of us but five years at best you'll see the you'll see a picture of a of the black side of a headset exactly. like a corner yeah next, with a gleam on i will it. see that next year <laughs> I, i'm expecting that next year and then maybe 2024 mid we'll see like what it'll look like and then yeah no not for everyone all right we're gonna take five or six more of these um because we've we're, we're as usual running a little bit long what? adam you can um as you're as they're seeing what you're scrolling it's probably safer if you pick them out as they uh as they're getting voted on also upvote the ones you want okay so what's next next one is what's the most fun experience you've ever had in vr um oh my god recently i, I, I can say this one Mine, I only remember because it's recently, and that's just freaking playing with Buddy in Arizona Sunshine too, man. Putting him mm. in the shopping cart, like getting to throw just dumb, simple stuff like that. But they really put like any mechanic that you think you should be able to do with a video game dog. They thought of it and they let it happen, and I love that for it. It's just something so simple. So and and I also played it co-op with my husband, so we both got to be stupid with Buddy and shoot zombies, and it was just a simple, easy, like fun time i i, I had a blast with it Re recently i i th honestly i really i i, I know I, I mentioned a few times but i still keep going back to the the horizon uh world when i was playing with you guys to drop off and reconnect from a different entire uh hardware platform and, and be oh, yeah. that that to me felt like magic and that kind of gave me a little glimpse of like how vr is going to be you know very you know the the hand-on and hand-off experiences are going to be like almost invisible um it, it, i always go back to that when i think of really cool well i'm gonna go way way back i'm gonna go back to the spinning ship i saw on elite dangerous floating above me in a vr headset which is my brand new oculus rift dk2 i put it on the servers were down for the game but i was still in it and man i was like i was just sitting here peering into it it wasn't even strapped to my head and it like my, literally my my brain just melted i was like that guy in indiana jones <laughs> whose face melted off like my brain just i was like how can it look so incredible so detailed and in vr and all of that stuff like and that was 2014 i i couldn't i could not believe what i was seeing it felt like i had opened a door and i was staring at heaven or something and then I've got to spend the next, you know, 10 years just doing that. And so it's been what a wild ride. So fun. So fun. <laughs> the future. What's next, Adam? I have to. This one got a lot of votes, so I'm going to I'm going to ask it. It's will we see any authentic homemade porn in mixed reality? Oh, a reality experience I, coming next year. 
Why us? <laughs> oh my god! Don't sign me up to that. Um, it, has, uh, I mean, I don't I haven't authentic. looked it up, but I'd be surprised. What does that mean? Isn't it's already a already thing. Happening. Authentic, know? homemade, like a homemade has got to be the tough word authentic because... scares me. Well, it wasn't the thing authentic is saying... homemade. <laughs> <laughs> Organic, authentic, free-range, homemade VR, mixed reality porn. Right. Um, grass I mean, not, uh, not see, mixed reality, but you've got the Ray-Bans. I feel like that would be pretty easy to just... That's a good point, somebody. but that's not mixed reality. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think the closest thing that you get to in that is probably what they have in Dios and the whole kind of like green screen thing at the minute. But they're saying... Do that, but not from a studio. Do it at home. Oh. I don't know why you'd want that. I don't know why you'd want to well, shoot it. Um, will we see yeah. any next year? Probably saw, someone will make that work with the vision. We mentioned problem, it earlier, but the handy that's their entire business model is that these are hardware peripherals that you can share with your partner from a. So technically, if you use like the horizons mixed reality, when mix, and then you have a handy. That's right. Oh yeah, Horizon Avatar yeah. turned me on so much. Hey, that's as authentic as you can get, you know. Like, and you accidentally click on FaceTime and then just FaceTime you your family in the middle that's... of this. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's a dangerous 2024 you're projecting hey. there, Jose. All right, what's uh, next? <laughs> God, I love that one. Uh, let's see. If if you all wrote and produced a Christmas special movie, what would it be about? Oh, I got it. It's we we do uh, we on. do a Christmas Carol. And we get like who can, uh, we get chat as our Uncle Scrooge, and then we'll be like all the ghosts, and we all convince him to like try modern VR at the end. And at the end, he's like, "I love virtual reality." He buys virtual realities to all of them at Christmas Day. It'll be, yeah, that, that will be my movie. That could yeah. work. Yeah, I, I think in that in that in that film, I would have to portray an aggressively um, grateful Canadian or something <laughs> like that. Uh, yes. with, with the full yes. get up, the look, and probably holding on to some poutine yeah. in my hands. So that would be my part in it. I would go more classic Christmas, like, uh, or no, no, you know what? Screw that. I'm going to do dystopian Christmas where everybody, it's like Ooh. Ready Player One, and then, but Santa's got to, everyone's living in the metaverse now, so Santa has to deliver presents through virtual reality. Yes. But there's like... I don't know, some kind of corporation shenanigans probably happening with Santa. Santa gets helped by the hackers. I like that. It'll be like, yeah, it'll be like, uh, it'll be like heat where like Santa's on the truck. Like, get in, Santa. I opened up the mainframe. We should shoot. (laughs) Hey, hey, maybe next year we can actually shoot this because we'll have AI prompts that can generate VR worlds. We'll shoot it. We'll do that for next year. I can see the trailer Um, already. Hell yeah. Maybe maybe take another three and then we'll, we'll cut it there um oops dream podcast guest um so i guess this is kind of if you answered that question what who did you who did you put on that one um i'm gonna mine was easy i just i really like skiva so i, I, I kind of piled on That's to the skiva my dog was, pile my was sadly as bradley um i love i love his mind um definitely one of the the most technical ones out there talking from a technical perspective in the game oh i would want uh Christina Pazitsky, mm. Tom Segura's wife, because she hates VR, thinks it's a complete waste of time. And I would just love to sword fight with a comedian yes. live on the podcast. I think that would be hilarious. That'd be awesome. Ooh, so that would be, be cool. so rad. My answer. <laughs> Maybe it's slightly more attainable. 
than him himself. <laughs> it's like the next best thing. <laughs> no, I, I really like Christina P. She's funny, really, really yeah. good. And they do an amazing... Uh, my mom's... or sorry, My mom's uh, basement. My mom's basement. house? Is it basement? basement? Is it my mom's basement podcast? Your mom's, mom's house. house. Oh, Your mom's house. YMH. Oh, and they have YMH Studios. How I can't, after like 200 podcasts, remember the bloody <laughs> name, I don't... I don't know. That that shouldn't be the way. All right, two more. Uh, okay, I'm marking these incorrectly. Favorite Christmas yeah, movie? You, I love these questions. They're making me so happy. Ah. <laughs> okay, I'll go with this dumb, obvious one. I love Elf, but then semi-recently, sadly, it's only available on like Apple or something. But Ryan Reynolds and um, uh, Will Ferrell made a. I think it's called Spirited. They made a movie together. And if you haven't seen that one and you liked Elf, you probably like it. Like I said, unfortunately, it's only it was only on like Apple Plus or something stupid, but maybe worth the free trial around Christmas time for that one. So was that Elf or Elf with the A? Elf. Elf. The Will Ferrell. Elf. Okay. You've elf. seen Elf, yeah, right? Okay. Christmas. Well, yes, but Elf, elf A-L-F, oh, is no, very, not, very no, different. So, no, not the weird so Muppet that, guy. <laughs> okay, yeah. I wasn't weird sure which one guy. you were saying. Oh, man. Um... <laughs> A, it's, I think it's called The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. The first one? Yeah, it's the first one. Oh, yeah. so good. Uh, Tim Allen's a great, yeah, great, great choice. You're not going to believe my, or you're not going to endorse mine. Uh, my, the, the, the movie that I always watch if I can over the holidays, because it just gets me amped up for the next year that's coming, is The Matrix. I watch the original Matrix in that green cast because here. it's just like all green and tech and like it's just so badass and so for me that's that's like the ultimate christmas movie what i know that's like nothing to do with christmas jingle all the way yeah. arnold schwarzenegger that's that could have been <laughs> better than the matrix die hard <laughs> there's, actually some, christmas. there's some christmas in it <laughs> i would i would even accept die hard yeah. over the matrix well, no, see, 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 my Die Hard is watches, the Matrix. That's, to that's be fair, you have to tell them yeah. they watch the extended version of the matrix where it's actually a blue pill red pill and then the christmas pill in the middle that's <laughs> oh, you! Where's the third coming from? I don't ask from? questions. That's uh, that's, that's the CGI them, department. But you know, <laughs> someone let the meta developers out there. All right, what's the what's the last one then? What do we okay, got? Uh, let me see. We got pick one. a statement about 42's, 42 Okay, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna do this one. Forty two is the answer. What is the question? Mm. The question to the universe and everything there is around it. Ah, forty two. Yep. I, I, I do not have an answer to that one. All I know is that through this podcast, you have all been educating me, and I appreciate you being here with me on wait, the education oh, journey. Wait, I, I mean, actually, wait, wait, wait. You never read? You, you actually don't get that reference? Oh, no, no. Oh, no, okay, I, my heart, I know it. My I know it. Thanks, for, thanks for the fish. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, I know it. Bring your towels. What, what I mean is that that's a very, very big yeah, question. Um, it's so that's, that's, it's hard to fathom what that actually means you know i like that the answer is 42 wait, is... wait i'll do one more because that was kind of a like whatever question and then and then i swear that'll be it uh the, okay. the next one is what is your guilty gaming pleasure like zim and my friend peppa pig this must have been rowdy oh man <laughs> hey so, okay i'll, I'll re-explain this one we may have mentioned it once on a, a past <laughs> episode but occasionally on discord you know sometimes it'll show you currently playing uh, for Zim, it'll say, my friend Peppa Pig. And uh, it's hilarious whenever that happens, because we know then that Zim must be having a great time. <laughs> uh, definitely me. Uh, you know what it is? The secret behind that is that I do play Peppa Pig with my three-year-old. 
And then, well, she plays it and I watch and make sure she doesn't buy something off the store like she has done twice. <laughs> microtransactions um, in this game? <laughs> uh, no, she finds her way to the menu, goes to the store. Like, oh, it's very fast. Okay. She's very good at it. And <laughs> I, I had to password it, so it's not possible anymore. But the thing is that, this is very sad. This is a streamer thing. When I stream, I will turn on the PlayStation just to be flashing lights in the background. <laughs> and so if Peppa Pig was the last thing played, it'll show me playing Peppa Pig for hours, even if I'm like off streaming a quest or something. <laughs> and that's why on Discord, it shows me playing oh, Peppa Pig for hours. Anyway, yeah. uh, I don't really have a guilty pleasure other than I, I think my guilty pleasure is probably something along the lines of. Um, um, God damn it. What's the name of that game in now? Give me a second. I need to remind it. Rain. No, Garden of the Ooh. Sea. I think Garden of the Sea. Like to be for being a dude who's like a Quake and Unreal Tournament guy like i'm an old fps dude to love a game that's about cute characters and carrots and okay. stuff yeah is kind of a juxtaposition so definitely garden of the sea for me i haven't beaten it yet but yeah i adore now i feel it's now i feel more comfortable answering mine because mine's kind of cheesy but kingdom hearts it is uh, yeah uh, i am a, a a i would consider myself a pro gamer when it comes to kingdom hearts i can i can i can dabble um but it's it's a game that like it's there's so many connections to me like from that like um childhood and then memories and experiences so it's it's um yeah kingdom hearts it's such a crap are you are you a guy who falls apart at like disneyland no just like no not really um I, i'm a more of an rpg final fantasy fan it, it was a game that i rented by accident uh when i got my first ps2 oh. and i couldn't afford a memory card so i was like oh i got no games i might as well play this game and it and i ended up killing my first ps2 because i had it on for like a month and a half because i just kept playing it without i could oh because you didn't have a memory yeah. card oh right so you had to leave yeah. it on and it just yeah oh I, be, I became so good at beating the game because i remember like it turned off so i had to get to where i ha uh, where I, it was at before the game the console resetted so it just made me really good at that game and i fell in love with it holy cow <laughs> well i'm gonna say we're gonna draw a line there thank you very much adam for uh curating those uh those final questions um everybody in chat who's participated in our our word piles of the year it's always fun to take a nice slice across the industry and see what that's all about as i said we're going to give jose the time off uh this time from releases but we'll be back next time hopefully with some news reports from um is it las vegas this year where, where, where are they las holding vegas yeah. vegas all right these two are off to vegas rowdy's already taken off he's so excited um i'm gonna, just gonna reel through some of the the fundamental stuff before we say anything that's of substance. Uh, so we were just wrapping up there on our Slido for the year. Um, thank you for being with us, you know, for the end Slido. Thank you for participating. It's a great cross section that we get to do every year, once a year. And it's a nice little keepsake for us as well. We can see what was the, what was the kind of sentiment in the VR, MR, AR industry at the time. And that was quite good. But we've only got like, one sleep and this year is all over all over um, i know you guys wanted longer shows we gave you shorter shows we decided to cut it in half but we have a spotify itunes and soundcloud version for those of you on the go 10 a.m pacific 1 p.m eastern and 6 p.m in the uk is when we go live you'll see us again in two weeks time and um i look forward to seeing what guests we can back into the podcast next year definitely something on our our radar I'm also very curious to see in January what people's take are going to be on Apple Vision Pro. Mm. Um, I'm hoping you CES goers 
Maybe. I don't think <laughs> it's going to happen, but maybe you get your heads inside a headset. If you can, that would be cool. Um, devs, please keep busy. Stay profitable. Stay profitable if you can. And let's float this boat off and find our personal Atlantis in 2024. Um, expecting only th- only great things from all of you uh, next year. So thanks again to the crew. Hang in with us another full year. Feels good to have another year in the can. And uh, I want to wish everybody a uh, happy 2024. Thanks to those earlier donations. And for those hey. who stuck it out to the bitter end. Thanks for tolerating. Yeah. I'm not as good as Rowdy. Don't tell Rowdy this happened. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, guys. All right. Have a great, have a great uh, New Year's. And we'll see you on the next one in January.